Hey, what's going on, guys? My guest today is a really creative and talented guy. He's also super nice. He's an up-and-coming rapper out of Humboldt County, and he's putting out some really good music. Go check him out at Young Jonah on SoundCloud, and keep an eye out for some new music he's about to drop. So please give it up for Jordan Sanders. So you mentioned your producer. What's going on there? Um, well, so right now, I, I mean, I, I'm a writer yeah. for the most part. And um, I'm only doing the artist side of things because I haven't found somebody who I truly believe performs the way I want it to be performed. Mm-hmm. So um, I just I feel like somebody who could help me take my music to the next level is really what I need right now. Yeah. Because I'm just kind of I'm just kind of in that like medium place where it's like you know you don't really know your voices yeah you don't really know what direction you're going but you know you got something yeah <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? and you want somebody that's going to help you cultivate that yeah so um i just been trying to reach out and everybody you know and now that i have my music kind of out there i'm mm-hmm. trying to reach out to different people and see you know what i mean what they have to offer and what we could do together yeah. so yeah I just, that's awesome man. yeah so i picked up one of my buddies who he's done a little producing in his time so we're gonna see how that works <laughs> is he local too uh, no, he's his name's Joe Beal. He's from uh out in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, he did go. He did go to CR though. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is did. that where you guys met? Yeah. We played, oh, cool. Played football my freshman year out there. Oh no shit. Yeah. It was oh, cool. that's awesome. Yeah, man. So how long have you been doing this? Um, well, I wrote a rap when I was about three or four years old. I've been writing rap since about three or four years old. Um, Whoa. My mom will uh gladly make fun of me for that. I have a couple of famous raps, um, but um. Yeah, and I've been rapping since a kid, but I really didn't take it seriously until about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, 22, staring at a wall, wondering what the hell I'm going to do with my life. Yep. And then, I mean, I'm like, you know, I've always loved music, man. Let's mm-hmm. just, let's just let's chase it. Let's see what we can do. Let's chase it. You know what I mean? I, I, I love the nine to five grind. I mean, taking care of your family is the most important thing, but I just feel like I'm, I'm just not, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I, 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 I'm one of those guys. I like taking risks. I like getting out there, I like meeting people. So I just, I just, a different lifestyle, man. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're like a creative type, man, sitting behind a desk all day oh and gosh. working on a computer is just, it's a buzzkill. Oh, dude. Like, you can't do it. Yeah, dude. I used to work at Tesla, man, uh, 12 hour shifts. and Holy shit. Yeah, dude. It was good money, but it was just, it was, oh my gosh. Wake up in the morning and you don't want to do anything. It's like, I, I, your body's so exhausted. You're just like mentally tired. I need a break. Yeah. So it's like, I, I need my free time to be. You know what I mean? Constructive. And yeah. I need to be have energy. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to create on this side if you're working 12 hours. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. What did you do for Tesla? Um, It was pretty simple. I was just like, because, uh, you know, instead of engines, they have batteries. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much inspected the batteries before they went out, shipped out into the... Because uh, I was in an assembly factory. We didn't technically put the cars together, mm-hmm. but we built the guts. Okay. So, yeah, we um, I was a final inspection. I checked to make sure the batteries didn't have any cracks or leaks in it because... That would not, yeah, that would not yeah. <laughs> blow up on you when you're in traffic. Yeah, that's not what you want. Yeah. Bad for business. Definitely. So, yeah, no, I just checked them out. You know, we gave them one last look through and uh, super boring. Just like, yeah. looked at something. I went like this for 12 hours straight, just looking up and down at batteries. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But it, I mean, it was good money. So, can't, yeah, I can't complain. And it's cool. Know. You get to say, hey, I worked for Tesla for a little bit. You know, and I met Elon three times. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, so, I mean, I mean, 
met quote unquote uh, he yeah. uh, he walked by me made eye contact so okay. <laughs> yeah. i count it come on yeah i count it yeah <laughs> that's where'd you do that at uh reno nevada okay yeah they have you a, lived down there yeah my mom and everybody is where they're from oh nice so, yeah so um it pretty much it's a it's a factory in the middle of the desert and it's about um it's called a gigafactory because mm-hmm. it's imagine the bayshore mall with 10 times the amount of floor space on the first floor oh wow with three floors stacked on top of each other so that's kind of yeah. rough idea of how big this thing like it's when it's done they're not finished building it but when it's done it's going to be the biggest building in the world holy crap yeah elon is crazy so if you Jesus. ever get a chance gigafactory one google it it'll it's everywhere you yeah. have heard so what is a gigafactory because i've heard that term thrown around a lot it's it's a factory that surpasses all other factories I okay mean, it's it's a massive facility yeah like, i've there there's floors of this where like You've not, you can't go in. You have a badge, and if, if your area... It's, it's all like, locked down. Yeah, if you can't get into this area with your badge, you're not allowed. Whoa. Don't be in there. So, like... Jesus. There are a lot of rumors. He's got it locked down there. Dude, there's a lot of rumors about, you know what I mean, what, what, what's up on the secret fifth floor and what's under the sub-basement. So, mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I, I mean, Elon came in a lot. And he spent a lot of time there, so there must be something there, you know. Yeah, what I mean? I've heard that he's like an extremely. I mean, obviously, to run SpaceX and Tesla and the Boring Company. I mean, you got to. It's a grind. It's a badass guy, man. Jesus, that is a bad man. And I would not. Yeah, you don't want to be on his I bad would, side. No, you dude. don't want him tweeting you something. No, dude. No, I. I would never. I, you know, he's known to fire people on the spot. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's known to fire people on the spot. If you stop, you're working. Whatever you're doing, if you're doing something and you stop to go talk to him. He'll fire you on the spot. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yes. He's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, even if it's just a high, like, he's like, man, he's no BS. Oh, damn. So, like, I really, I I, I enjoy his way of working because it's really to the point, but it's strict. It's yeah, you got to admire the work ethic. Dude, yeah. I mean, working I mean, under him would probably be a little tense, but, like, from an outside perspective, you got to be like, holy shit. Yeah, dude. I mean, outside looking in, you're like, this, this guy's badass. Yeah. So, working there, was that kind of your push to pursue music? Um. Or did it always kind of been in the back of your head, but... You're like, I got to do something. That was the last nine to five straw. Okay. So like I've had a couple jobs where I'm like, man, maybe I'm going to do this as my career. Maybe this is what I want to do. But when I did Tesla, the money asked, because I had money because I was making, had a really good job. So, and I, and that's why I looked at it and I'm like, man, this paycheck, I I really enjoy this paycheck, but I don't want, I'd rather, I'd rather be in the struggle and do something I'd love than do this Tesla stuff and be upset. You know what I mean? Mm Because I just, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think that was about the pushing point that really pushed me towards music, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, man, I just I just love to make people smile. I yeah. mean, I, I'm an entertainer in, in general. Like, I love to make my friends laugh. I love to just be a funny guy. Mm-hmm. That's like me all together. <laughs> so what was the push to rap music? <sighs> rap, I just, I really love, well, see, because I... At the end of the day, I want to I want to make myself broad. I want to be able to do everything. Yeah. But I just I I feel something with rap. You know what I mean? Like when somebody makes a dope bar or something, you know, something that's relatable, mm-hmm. it just kind of makes you smile. Like yeah. I don't know. I for me, it just has this thing inside me where it's like just reminds me as a kid listening to like Eminem or something. So yep. it's like or being in the car with my stepdad and we're bumping. You know what I mean? Some some jam from back in the thousands and it just brings me back and yeah. to my safe place, I guess, you know, it's all about that feeling, right? Yeah. You know, and, and I, I figured out that's like life, you know, mm-hmm. just chasing them feelings in the moments. Yeah. That, that, that's what pushes me. That's what it's all about. Yes, sir. And you are pretty, I mean, 
I've only listened to the tracks that are out on like SoundCloud and stuff, but you've got like a little R&B flair in you too. Mm-hmm. And like you're versatile in that sense where it's not just rapping. You can sing a little bit and get yeah. it out there. Yeah, I, I can sing a little bit. I mean, I don't like to try to, you know, I'm not no Mariah Carey. Yeah, anything, come on. I, I have a couple of notes I can hit when I want to. But um, I, I, I definitely have something crazy coming out like soon. About oh, man. Next week, we're going to switch it up. Uh, playing with pitch correction a little bit because, you know, like I said, I'm not Mariah Carey here. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm trying to figure all that out, but I do have something that's a little bit more for ladies, a little bit more jam, R&B oh, style. Oh, shit. Out. Yeah, and it's about to be a week or so, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. What's the process like to create a track? <sighs> I'd imagine it's got to be intense. Well, it's pretty It's pretty simple for the beginning part because I could pretty much go on any beat. Like, There's like not very many beats I can't write on, mm-hmm. so I, I pretty much just choose... Go through, you know what I mean? Select the, I have a list of beats, whether I use, you know, right now I'm still beginning. So, you know, either YouTube is still an option and there's this website called Beat Stars and whatnot. So we go and choose a beat and then we kind of just flow to it, you know? Yeah. Feel the beat. Play around play a little around bit. Play around a little bit. Play with some words, some bars. Once you hear something you like, you kind of just jot it down and build from there. I mean, uh, I feel like for some people it's a lot harder. Mm. For me, it becomes really natural. Just the writing process itself. But I feel like the construction of the song is the hardest part. You know what I mean? Like the producing. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much little small stuff that has to be messed with. All the timing, all the a uh, 32nd of every bar has to be lined up perfectly. So that's the hardest part for me, you know, just the producing. Yeah. But um, it's it's the process itself is really simple because it's all just like, boom, okay, that idea, fire off. Oh, here's another idea, fire off. You know what I mean? It's kind of like ping pong. Yeah, so, okay. Just back and forth. But uh. I don't know. It's really it's a it's a fun process though. It's it's it gets tricky at times depending on like what I said. This R and B stuff is a lot more technical with it because anybody can rhyme. You know what I mean. But mm-hmm. to to be able to make your pitches sound right and what note you're gonna hit next, it just it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. So it's so, okay. It's so you like no, you're good. So you take a beat and then you're rolling off that. You're kind of feeling the flow and going where it takes you to a sense. Do yeah. you go in with an idea of like, oh man, I want to talk about this. Like I've been feeling this kind of way. Let me find a track that fits that. Depends what mood I'm in. Okay. You know, um, can if, you do me a favor? Just turn that oh, a little bit more towards your this mouth. Way? Yeah. No, if you just turn the mic, my bad. Oh yeah. You're good. You're good. You okay. can, yeah. Does that work? Good? Yeah. You can okay. scoot it forward or back if you want. To. Oh, it's okay. a little tricky. I got you. I'll put it. Okay. Here we yeah. go. But, um, what was the question again? Um, Shit. No. Uh, <laughs> right? Um, County, baby. Were you, when you like pick a beat, right? So do you pick a beat based on like some things you've got rolling around okay. in your head? Like, man, I'm going to talk like this. I've got this, you know, this has been kind of bothering me. So I want to vent about this. Uh, yeah. You know, and that, and that's a big piece of it. That's a big uh-huh. part of it. Cause um, I do like, sometimes I like to write when I feel emotion. Okay. So say, you know what I mean? I jump into girls DMS and she, she doesn't message me back. That's going to put fuel to my fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, because any motion I feel, I'm going to write. Mm-hmm. I like to, I like to really, like you said, put my mood and how I feel into my music. So yeah. It's just, it's just a really, it's just a really emotional process. Because mm. I want, I want people to feel what I'm saying. I don't want to just put out trash. Yeah. I'm not one of those guys who's just going to put out 30 songs and it's all mumble rap <laughs> which a lot of it is today yeah, oh my gosh crazy surprised, you know what i mean the and, beat carries 90 percent of the song yeah yeah and and beats are really hard nowadays like they go hard mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you've I got think. some really good beats man oh, i appreciate dude you. the flute on a what is it potion 
Oh, yeah, yeah, God damn, dude. And pesos. Come on, man. I like pesos, man. That's my favorite one so far. Yeah? I I think, I personally, I I like Balenciaga face mask, though. That one's good. I just, I I like, because it speaks a little bit more. I was really feeling something Mm -hmm. about, like, just thinking about my friends' lives, because, like, I'm, I'm, I grew up semi-normal. I mean, my dad. What? I mean, my my dad's a trap star. Okay. You know, my dad's been in and out of these streets for a long time. So, like, I was born into it. But he's stable, you know what I mean? Like, he's always loved me, always been there. But I have friends who don't have parents, you know what I mean, and stuff. So talking about how they feel sometimes, you know, I have a lot of friends who don't have dads. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 bittersweet because, you know, I get to cherish my dad. But at the same time, those are my friends. Yeah. And I, I know how that, I mean, I, can, I can't understand how that feels, but I can understand their pain sometimes. So it's just, it's it was really emotional for me to write that because... It was just talking about some of the struggles you go through, you know what I mean? And I really like that. So yeah. that's the kind of music I like to make. Yeah. It's easy to see that you put a lot of emotion into it. Like yeah. you can feel that listening back to the song. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I just, even like some of the songs I'm writing now, I just, there's a lot of bars. Like it just seemed like it's just a bar, but mm-hmm. it means a lot to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm talking about somebody specific and I think that's like the biggest thing for music to me. You know what I mean? It's being able to express my story and mm-hmm. express how I feel and how my friends feel and my love for everybody. You know what I mean? That's, that's how oh, that's it right there. Yeah. I'm going to set you up really quick. Just on the mic. Okay. You're my good. bad. I'm just going to tweak it just a little bit. I know I keep bouncing around. Tweaking. I'm sure you feel the same way, but I've been tweaking with audio quality so much and it's a, it's kind of a bitch to get it right. For sure. I know I'm kind of bouncing around. No, here. you're good. You can move around. Feel free just to move that and you can extend it like that. You know? Okay. You just want to keep it like an, do you want to yeah. be a little bit closer though, right? Yeah. Okay. Kind of like a fist away from your mouth. I'll stay right here, yeah. I have a natural tendency Is to it, bounce when I, I move. My <laughs> first one, I was moving all around. Yeah. I did. It's so it's so hard because you're editing everything because you're moving and then your voice fades in and out and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Is it hard um, rapping here in Humboldt? Is there a pretty big rap scene here? It's a really good question because it's we've never really had anybody blow up out of Humboldt. Yeah, I can't think of anybody. Like there's a... Uh, there's a few guys uh, a while back who they had a song with like Bubba Sparks. Okay, I don't know if you remember Booty Booty Booty. Yeah, booty. yeah they had yeah. a song with him, but uh, that's gain, about the farthest attraction. I mean, it's about the biggest of anybody's ever gone out of here. So I mean, um, I would be really awesome to to be the guy to, yeah. to blow up out of humble. That'd be awesome. But uh, there's some great people out here. I mean, you got City Hippie doing their thing, and I really like. You know, they work with us with our videos and stuff, the Black Market Vikings videos, and. That, that's that is really awesome we'll get into that later but okay uh, yeah i have a lot of stuff funny stuff about that but uh yeah the rap scene in humble is just difficult because people don't take us seriously mm-hmm. they think you know just like a lot of people coming from out of town they think we're norcal we're a bunch of hippies yeah. we're just a bunch of hippies who smoke weed yeah so i'm like you know I get a lot of pushback from that but they don't re- once they get here and they realize like man this guy's actually or kind of for real. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know what I mean? Maybe I'll get my respect some days. But uh, for now, you know, I, I definitely people from the Bay Area and bigger cities kind of look out, look look down on us like little brother. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So Yeah, especially where we're so small and try to overcome the name of, oh, yeah, it's just Weed County. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trying to yeah. break through that and be like, no, we got some talent. We have some creatives up here. But nobody wants to see that because that's where you go to buy your weed. Yeah, dude. And I mean, it's like, it's like you know, going to... Uh, when you went to go get your weed in high school from whoever you sold your weed and then 
He's like, wait, bro, listen to my mixtape. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Slide like, tape deck or something. You know, you're like, bro. It's like, it's like, come on, bro. Just just shut up. Give me my weed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't need to listen to this right now. Yeah. Not the time. Yeah. Not the time, man. Yeah, I definitely, you know what I mean? I, I've been on both ends. Um, But it's, it, it's rough, dude. Like, you know, you know, you go into the business transaction and then you never know what's, you know, people, yeah, I don't know how you're going to slide to your music, but it's without, without making it, you know, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting a lot of pushback trying to break through that? Uh, label um well that's the thing is like i rep humble in my music for sure yeah but i'm not like one of those people who are gonna heavily like heavily just talk about all the weed and stuff like that so like i think with that and just throwing humbled in there mm-hmm. a little bit it's not gonna i'm not gonna have to bust through that wall as much because i don't want to be known as the weed rapper which yeah. is 90 which I, I wanted to say on that too most rappers in humble are known as weed rappers I don't want to just talk about weed. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about everything. So uh, I think that is the biggest mold, like push, because when I go to work with a lot of people out here, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. So it's like, I don't necessarily want to be a weed rapper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to be typecast and then fall into that box. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you think about Wiz Khalifa, like you think he's going to talk about weed. Yeah. That's just not what I want Which to is do. sad because he's, he's got some bars out there too. He's he, a pretty good singer also. He is. And but, Wiz Khalifa is super talented. He's yeah. definitely look up to Snoop Dogg's another one. Oh my god! You just think weed. Yeah. But that know, guy, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, when I... When he embraces I, that. He owns that. When I think of Snoop Dogg though, I think of OG. I think of Pac. I think of, I mean, gangster. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. gangster, dude. I mean, those guys, they grew up in a different era, man. I mean... It was for real back then. I mean, not to say it's not for real now because people are pretty gangster still. But I mean, it different generation. Those guys were just so. Oh my god! <laughs> those, those guys were just so like serious. Everything they did had a purpose. Everything was a calculated step yeah. to get where they wanted to go. Today we kind of just throw it out there, see what happens, baby. <laughs> yeah. And you guys, because it's easier now, you could just platform yeah you could take some shit and just put it out there exactly. it doesn't have to be good yeah yeah exactly you know we like soundcloud you could just go and upload it on there so yeah it's it's the weeding out the fakes nowadays is a lot harder the filters are a lot bigger mm-hmm. so a lot of people slip through the cracks and uh i think that i think that one day i think one day we'll have another person like Pac to come in and really set the difference and set the boundaries between good and bad. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of music that <clears throat> it just, I'm not going to say every, every music has to promote positive things, but I think, I feel like all music should have value. If you bring in music, it should have some kind of value, some kind of weight to where like, okay, this is doing something for this, or this is talking about this yeah. instead of just being all over the place. And um, I don't know. That's just, my personal take. Well, yeah, a lot of it's just almost mind-numbing. Like, it's just to kill time. Like, you're not listening to their song to get anything out of it. It's just like, I've got... I'm running. I don't really need anything. Let me just play this beat. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of sad, because it wasn't always that way. Yeah, it's... Like I said, it's just changed over time. But um, I, I really think that uh, music in a whole, like... I mean, I guess even if you are doing that, you know what I mean? Even if you are just, like putting like mindless music out i feel i mean as long as it's making you happy i guess yeah. then you're good but it's not enough for you it's not enough it's gotta me. mean something. you know what i mean you know what i mean i'm still a little tired too sorry i'm spacey no, <laughs> long trip <laughs> but uh yeah no i i just i just feel like it should have some weight to it you know yeah. what i mean and that's why i record with emotion because if i go in not wanting to record 
not going to get the best results. You know what I mean? Like carries over. Yeah. It's, it's big time mentality. Like last night we stopped at Bear River. I had that mentality. Oh, they are. They're going to whoop my ass. And guess Mm -hmm. what happened? They whooped my ass. Yeah. (laughs) It took a couple hundred from me. It's all part of the game. Yeah. It's all part. Mentality is the biggest thing. Like when I play football, I remember just mental. It's a 90% mental game. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's a lot of stuff. It's just all about how you go into how you're going to attack. You can envision if you can envision yourself winning, that's all for the taking, baby. Yeah. But if you picture yourself losing, you lost before you started. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's just it's how you attack, how you approach. Yeah, some people set themselves up to fail before they even try. Yeah. Which yeah. is a big it's hard to get over that. Yeah, yeah. And and it's crazy because I feel like in our culture too, like we plan for failure a lot. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not one to uh, hate on a plan B. Mm. But my aunts and uncles and parents, you know, they're always like, "Go, go back to college right now, so you can get your plan B." And 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 I I'm gonna go back to college eventually, but my there is no plan B yeah. because if I don't make it the first time, I'm coming back the second time. I don't make it the second time, I'm coming back a third time. Yeah, I don't make it the third time. You know what I mean? So yeah. on and so on. So it's like I'm just gonna keep going until I make it because this is what I want to do, and ultimately. It's up to me to choose that. Yeah. You know, you, I can have a million people saying no. It takes one yes. One yes. And that's all it takes. That's almost the mindset you have to have if you mm-hmm. want to succeed. Because mm-hmm. if you've got a backup plan, you're never going to give it 100% because there's no safety net. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like people are really, people really get comfortable. You know what I mean? They get in a position where they're like, man, I don't mind this. You know what I mean? I'm getting good money. Go home, see my girlfriend. Yeah. I'm good, man. And, and, and. There's there's a bit of subtlety in in, in 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 having a safe place where you can just you know go and relax, but at the same time I like to be on edge. Mm-hmm. That's why I go out and travel and stuff because I don't like to feel comfortable all the time. Yeah, put yourself in a situation where you don't know what's gonna happen. Things are out of your control. You're in God's hands. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? So that's like I thrive off that. That's like adrenaline for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like it's a big process, a big step in being some you know the ultimate goal. You know. I don't know if the ultimate goal is being famous or making money, but the ultimate goal is getting out there and being heard. Yeah. That's my ultimate goal. Yeah. And that's a good way to look at it because if at the end of the day you're you're happy with what you're doing, then that's really all you can ask for. You yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. And I heavily agree, man. Like, chase what you chase what you want. You yeah. Know? I wish more people would chase their dreams. Well, like you said, it's easy to fall into that nine to five. And I mean, shit, that could happen. That can happen to anybody, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. working nine hours, 10 hours a day. You're making decent money. You go home, you're tired, so you're not working on whatever you're actually passionate about. Mm-hmm. And then you blink and 20 years go by and then you can't, right? I mean, what do you do then? Oh, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, having kids is a big part to that too. Oh, yeah. I'm no, no well, baby Well, it's a huge, me. I mean, not kids are a commitment in and of themselves, you know, but it's a huge time commitment too. Oh, major, you know what I mean? I mean, financial, yeah. mental, I mean, and, and I see some some of my friends have had kids now and you know, you look at them and you look for the love and their the love in their eyes to their children. That's awesome. I love mm-hmm. that, and I want to have that someday, but not now. Yeah, <laughs> I need to focus on me. Yeah, it's it's. You at least got to try. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you had a kid and you never were able to try, I mean, unless you, I mean, having kids is awesome. I would imagine I've never yeah, had a kid. Yeah. I'm not ready for a kid, but you know, don't you want to go and chase something first? Yeah, or just know, try. And I, I wouldn't want that stress of somebody else having to take care of my child while I'm out doing something yeah. else. You know what I mean? Like that I would wanna, be the hardest I'm, part. I want to be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, I just I feel like timing. I I, I feel like my late twenties would be a good time. Maybe early thirties. Yeah, still young enough to have fun, but not you know old. You're not tied down. Yeah, you don't have you know. anybody. You're not responsible for anything else. You know, yeah. it's just you. Yeah, yeah, but when I, yeah, when I'm about thirty, I think about a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So talk to me about these black market videos. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so um, I don't know if you're familiar um with the black market Vikings and the goats times ten. No. Uh, it's my uh my dad and my uncle's page on uh, Instagram. Um, we have about between two the two accounts we have, we have about fifty five thousand followers. Okay. Yeah, we uh. Came out with a movie this last year or the beginning of this year, and uh, we just drop funny skits all time long, uh, all the time. It's on uh, CJ Humble on Instagram. CJ underscore Humble is the hashtag or uh, the name, and uh, we just make funny skits. You know what I mean? I play uh, a Mexican guy named Fernando mm. who's uh, uses a lot of coke, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and we just make funny skits, dude. I mean, uh, oh, let's check cool. them out sometime, dude. Like it's 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 hilarious. Um, I I play uh, another character named Officer Erica Torres. A female sergeant, and we go and we just bust weed operations. And oh stuff. man, it's, it's hilarious! And uh, we just there's no there's no stone over under uh, not turned. It's crazy. Yeah, what got you guys into that? <laughs> um, my uh, oh sorry if you hear me breathing a little heavy too. I, I, uh, <laughs> no, you're good, man. Yeah, I uh, have stomach problems, <laughs> but um, no, my um, my uncle he uh got out of jail and he was really looking for something creative to do mm. to be out there and um. Just do something different, not be back on the same loop and end up back where he was. So he started filming and uh after the first couple of videos, started taking off. I mean, they got like ten, thirty thousand views in between there. And he was like, Man, this is something that I could do. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy this. This is funny. I like making people laugh. So uh started that off and made a couple more videos, a couple more videos. Sooner or later, it's a year and a half later and we have five, Dude. six, seven, eight sponsors, dude. I mean, oh shit, yeah. We did the weed. Uh, we did one of the uh, major weed uh, tours. I forget what it's called. Uh, it was a, a Vegas, uh, pretty much a convention for all the top people in the world, and we got invited to that. We had a booth there, and uh, we we did a, a, a movie sales over in uh, Proper Wellness uh, at the dispensary here. We had a big uh, event, I believe, in January. We handed out our movie. And, oh, cool! Uh, we had like sample bags. Oh, you guys had like actual copies of it too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's actually, awesome! Yeah, I have to bring you one. I have to bring you one. Yeah, our that's dope. One, our uh, one point, our movie one point five actually drops on Thursday. It's called Black Market Vikings one point five, and it is on YouTube. It's a uh, Black Market Vikings episode one. It's uh, it's. I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah. It's, so it's raw, like. We, we, we shoot, bro, we shoot on an iPhone Pro Max. Oh man! So I mean, it's great quality because the iPhone is a great. Oh camera, yeah. Amazing camera, but it. It's just so raw and mm. and like it's. Have you ever seen Trailer Park Boys? Oh yeah. It's kind of like Trailer Park Boys, except okay. except we have a bunch of different skits instead of just one character all the time. You guys are mixing it up. Yeah, but it, it's it's hilarious, and they all tie in together. All the characters know each other, and they all, you know what I mean. So, oh, that's cool. so we have a lot of dialogue. Where we'll have one person talking on the phone, and then like the other person talking on the phone is the same character, same guy playing the same guy. So it's just like it's a lot of back and forth, and it's it's really fun, and I really love that. Like that's. Being yeah. being able to go and just pretend to be somebody and just be the most outrageous person you could be. Yeah, I, that's awesome, dude. I love that. Yeah, that's gotta be a lot of fun, right? Yeah, and they really and they really do. Um, they support me with my music and stuff. So it's oh, a, that's cool. Yeah, I got a platform and and we have a platform and uh, we're actually building a studio down on Broadway. We have a little shop and we're gonna uh, we have a studio in the process, professional production. Whoa, we have a green screen in the background for filming. And then we have a whole major, I mean, soundproof room with the 
the window and like the thing everything you, yeah like a studio you'd see one of those pros in yeah we have one of those being built right now so. that's awesome yeah man. dude we have some major stuff coming that's way cool yeah yeah it's awesome um just trying to turn trying to turn trap trying money to make into, something well yeah. i'm trying, trying to turn trap money into real money you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. that's just how we that's just how we're trying to do it man I'm that's a, cool man grew up a little rough <laughs> yeah grew up grew up rough with that kind of stuff you know yeah so it's, i imagine that weigh heavily on you yeah, yeah, and, and I feel like that's a big thing, like, with rap, too. Like, mm -hmm. I can relate to it, because a lot of the stuff they talked about, I've done done, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a whore. I mean, I'm not out there hitting licks or anything or robbing people, but, I mean, I've done my fair share of, you know, slimy stuff. Yeah. I, I just want to do... I don't want to be that guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I just... Music is it. Music that's is your it. Skate. I want to get my legal legal bread. I'm not trying to get in any trouble. Just want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my ultimate goal. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's totally. all part of growing up too. I feel like, dude. You know, that's why I love the title of your podcast, Growing Pains. Thanks, because like, I have a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, I feel I, like everybody does, man. Yeah, everyone's got their own set of unique ones too. Is the crazy part? It's not like mm -hmm. across the board. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like, like, like you said, we all hit a point. For me, it was about twenty-two when I hit that point where it was like, gotta mature, buddy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? We gotta gotta step up uh and so this last year and i was like right as i was turning 22 so it's been about a year since i really had that talk of myself and i've changed a lot i'd say over that last year i've matured more than i ever had in my entire life so it's just once you hit that point you know what sparked that uh to tesla i was after tesla and i had moved to reno and it was my second time moving to reno after i graduated high school and just wasn't working out and I didn't know where I was going to go in life. Started to get depressed, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Feeling like I don't have a purpose. So it just needed to mature. You know, I was too worried about the quick thrill and, you know what I mean? So I just realized that, you know, you need to set something up for your future. Because if you don't, 20, like you said, 20 years go by, dude. You yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, fuck, dude, I feel like I, I feel like we graduated a couple of days ago. It's it's already been You're like. You're telling me. Yeah, dude, it's going on six years. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it takes that moment where you step back and you're like, come on, I got to do something. Because time, dude, it's insane. Everybody says it, right? That time just goes by in the blink of an eye. Yeah. But you don't really realize it until you look back. You don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, holy shit, dude. It's, yeah. been, it's been a year. It's been a year right? since, you know what I mean? Like, ah, like it's crazy. And in high school, it goes so slow. Oh, Every day is oh, like a I month. Know, I know. I Every know. class is your know, week and you're just yeah. dragging through. And, yeah, until you graduate and then you're like. Yeah, that was what, six years ago. What? What What happened? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, it's crazy. Yeah. I um, But ultimately, though, dude, I really, I really enjoy doing what I do. Mm. At the end of the day, dude, I love doing all, all kinds of entertaining, all kinds of. I'm a people person and I want to be. I'm not worried about being judged or any kind of stuff. I'm not worried about the negative comments. I just, I want to be in front of people and I want them to see me. Yeah. And you know, whether they like it or not, I want to be there. <laughs> Do you get a lot of negative comments from the music or is it all pretty positive? It's all pretty positive That's so far. Good. I mean, That's really cool. I, I get a couple, couple, you know what I mean? Um, and more, not really negative, but they're just more like criticize, you know, mm. trying to be positive critics or whatever. And uh, that's good. Yeah. You know what I mean, I love, I love criticism, especially all kinds of ways. Um, cause I'm, I'm good at taking advice and I don't get offended easily. So 
Oh God, I've been getting made fun of for my dads and uncles for years. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't take that. I don't take it too. Your hard. family will roast you harder than anybody. Oh man. my gosh, dude, my dad is one of the hardest roasters I've ever met in my life. Yeah, he'll say some, he'll say something crazy, dude. He'll say like, he'd be like, dude, you just, I don't, I don't even know. I can't even, I can't even go as crazy as he goes. He's, he said off the wall stuff. Yeah. But it's good. You almost need that to have thick skin, especially if you're going to be in like the eye of the public, you know, yeah, you yeah. need something like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've definitely seen a few people. Um, I mean, I don't really know them personally, but I've definitely seen, you know, just through social media and stuff, people get tore up pretty quick off some oh, stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Say some stuff that they didn't mean or something and it comes back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. So, Especially with, well, with anything, but with music too. I mean, now they want to censor a lot of music, which is crazy. Yeah, dude. And you know what I mean? That's crazy because I was just actually listening to, um, I was actually listening to, you know, YG's The Fuck Donald Trump? Yeah. I was listening to that the other day, just randomly. It popped up on my playlist. And it's like majorly censored. Like I looked on iTunes and it's like, there's whole like verses cut out. I'm like, oh, when, did really? they, when did they cut this out? Like, did, was there some kind of law passed to where they can't play this part or... You know what I mean? Like, and and I just, I don't know. I feel like censorship is the beginning of the end. Yeah. You're taking away your creativity. If you can't be creative, what do we have? Yeah. I mean, without imagination, there's boring old world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, uh, imagination is where everything starts. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's, that's the key flame. That's that flame. It went because the only reason why I am able to wake up in the morning and do music every day, like, it's a grind. Some days you don't want to do it, but it's it's that picture. I yeah. can picture myself standing in front of the crowd with thousands of people, millions of people, hopefully one day millions of people viewing, you know, and that's that's my image. And that's what keeps me going because I could really see the picture in my head. Like, I, I'm th- I can see it. You know what I mean? And And there's a lot of stuff. If I had a nickel for every time I've predicted something in my life. I'd be rich because I'm pretty good at picking up where I'm going in my life, especially whether it's negative or positive. Like, you know, like mm. I predicted in my mind. I don't know if it's predicted more than uh, like manifest. Yeah. Yeah. It's more manifest. <clears throat> I um, I was always worried about in college because I shattered my ankle in high school playing football. I always was worried in college. Like, oh, my, my screws are going to back out. I'm going to need another surgery. Sure enough, four days before my first day of after training camp and everything, my screws are backing out of my ankle my first year at CR. Oh, so, man. You know what I mean? And I had to get a surgery, missed my whole season. So it's like stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've, I've always kind of just now, ever since that period of time when stuff really started negatively happening, I've been just trying to stay positive, positive, positive. Always. Because, I mean. It's easy to get bogged down. Yeah, manifestation, I feel like, is, the, is a huge. I feel like that's. And I'm glad you said that because that is a huge thing in my life. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're going to win, you're going to win. You feel like yeah. you're going to lose, you already lost going in. <laughs> yeah, that's 90% of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man, Uh, just flowing flowing with the ocean right now, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just try to do what, what comes. I, I'm not trying to force nothing. I'm just trying to be Jordan. Yeah. Be young Jonah. <laughs> yeah. And I think people gravitate towards authenticity like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean because they can sense when something's fake yeah and they yeah. know i mean you can tell if someone's not being genuine mm-hmm. and there's so much of that especially with social media now like you can find it anywhere oh, most it's definitely. hard to work through that and find something that's real most definitely most definitely um 
Yeah, man. I, I, I just, I can't. I, I keep, I keep trying to stay on topic, but I no, just, go, dude. You can yeah, go I'm wherever thinking, you want to go. For some reason, my brain is just because there's so much going on right now, dude. Like in the world right Talk now. Talk to me. It's just, it's also hard to to just focus on my music. That's why I haven't dropped any songs in a couple of days. I just don't. I have them. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it was appropriate to like be the pushing right out. You know what I mean? Like. There's some serious issues going on in the world There's a right lot. now. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, I mean, cities are burning right now. It's sad, bro. I mean, like, and I have opinions on both sides. You know what I mean? Like, what's your take? I'm all, you know what I mean? I'm all for the the protests and everything. And, and I think it's mandatory. And I think we need to be heard because this is sickening. I'm tired of seeing people being murdered. It's sickening. It's gross. But at the same time, we don't need to, we don't need to piggyback on the protest and go burn stuff. Like, I don't think that's a, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like if you're going to burn stuff and break stuff down, why don't you have a little bit more planning? You know what I mean? Just don't go Be burn anything. You know what I mean? If you're going to go burn down something specific, go do something specific. Don't just tear up people's cars and tear up. Cause that's, these are brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers that, you know what I mean? That, that depend on those businesses, you know? And, and I just don't, I, I'm not very, I'm not very uh, happy with, the way that's looking now. Well, and it's hard right now to have an articulate conversation about it too, because people are so polarized oh, right now. They don't want to hear, yeah, I'm with this, but I also think this way they want, you're either with it mm-hmm. or you're against it. There's no nuance right now. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm, I'm, I refuse to go and put my, this is the only opinion we're getting, getting it exclusively yeah. on here for me because I do not want to put my opinion out there like that because I just, I don't want to fight against people and I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to It's not drama. productive. Like if exactly. we want to have an actual conversation about it, I'm all for that, but we can't just be yelling at each other because then what are we, what are we achieving? Yeah. It's, What's it's, the point? And then the insults start and then it's just, I don't know everybody's so like, it's just volatile right now. It's just at each other's necks and I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to lose any friendships or anything. I That's mean, my biggest thing. I'm sure you've seen it all over Facebook. People are like, dude, if you think this way unfriend me i don't want to talk to you anymore yeah. we're not friends yeah like, holy yeah you know what i mean and holy it's like cow, man. so what do i mean i don't know man people are just out there calling people racists and they're that word just gets thrown around now. so much dude it's like like if you were called a racist back in the day it meant, it something, meant something but now it's like yeah it could be anything yeah dude and it's and it's 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 kind of like the word goat. People just throw yeah. it around like it's no, that's just something. Point. You know what I mean? Calling people the goat all the time, but there's uh, no value in it. Yeah, it's overused. Exactly, exactly. So I just I feel like um I feel like we have to. I don't know what's gonna happen because like I was wondering like if so if they go and arrest all the all the cops for the situation for George Floyd Floyd um is it gonna stop? Is the rioting gonna stop? Or, I mean, is it going to shift to a peaceful protest for like, I know some places are peaceful protesting, which is amazing. Keep going. But, um, is it, is it, uh, is it going to stop? Like what's going to happen? So I, what do we want out of it is what I want to like, you know what I mean? That's my mm-hmm. biggest thing. Okay. Writing happened. It is what it is, but what do we want out of it? What are we going to do with, we have the attention now. Yeah. We have the world's attention. What are we going to do with it? So that's the biggest thing. And I feel like. I feel like we don't, we didn't, nobody planned that. Nobody planned to what's next. Yeah. And I feel like that's where we're kind of caught up in a loop. What's going to, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, so, um, 
hopefully something positive comes out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I would really love to see something positive come out of this. Well, I think it's still just so raw right now that it's almost like there's not a grounded <laughs> leader yet to come out of it and be like, this is the direction we have to go. Like there's a lot of voices, which is good, but there's no, there's no unifying voice coming out of it. That's like, okay, we've got all this attention. We've got all this power right now. Let's use that and do something really productive with it. Cause they've, you've got the opportunity right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, when I picture, you know, when you're, you know, when you're a kid and your teachers tell you, you know, focus hard and, and you could be the next yada, 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 you know, the next Martin Luther King, the next, you know, whatever. This is the time. Yeah. This is the time where somebody is going to be made. Somebody's going to be read in the tech. Somebody is going to step up and going to be read in the textbooks by kids someday about today. Yeah. What happens now is going to be read in the textbooks 20 years later and, and it can be talked about. So I feel like everything, every crucial step that we make is something that's it's history. Mm-hmm. This is going to be people are going to look back on this in 20 years and be like, holy crap, things were wilding. Yeah. But this guy stepped up and. So I just feel like this is going to be uh, another civil leader. Mm-hmm. Whoever decides to step up, like you said, and campaign this, excuse me, whoever decides to campaign this is going to be the next leader, level c- civil leader. And, and that's what I, I think we need. Mm-hmm. I think we need somebody with that voice and that power and that strength who's not afraid to be the face, not afraid to put themselves, you know what I mean? And once that happens, I, I, and with, the, with the good direction, who knows? You know yeah, I mean? who knows where it could go? Possibilities are endless. What if nobody steps up, though? Because, I mean, look at, I mean, our presidential campaign is coming up, and our the only two options we really have are Trump or Biden, which you would think in any country, but especially this one, that we could have better options than Trump or Biden. Yeah, yeah, I heavily agree with that. Um, you ever, you watch South Park ever? Yeah, oh yeah. You know what he said uh, between, a, um, what do you say, a, a douche and a turd sandwich? Uh-uh. They had the presidential election and they had to choose between a douche and a turd sandwich. Oh my God. That's kind of where That's we're That's what right it feels now. like. That's what it feels like. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, do you want slop or do you want shit? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, um, I don't know, man. And um, personally, I've, I believed, I believe they're, they're going to probably reelect Trump. I honestly like. Probably. Well, that's that's kind of the problem. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's since we're talking about this, we got to set it straight. I don't want to speak for both of us, but I would assume you feel the same way for what I'm about to say is that everyone agrees. And I think it's pretty much universal that what happened to George Floyd should not have happened. Never. There's never. no excuse for it. There's no justifying it. That shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But I think something that, you know, is definitely more polarizing is the notion that peaceful protests are really good and really powerful. But when they turn into riots... And when you're running over people with your cars and when you're burning down businesses that everyone depends on, people of color, minorities, Mm -hmm. white people, everyone depends on, you're you're hurting people. You're hurting more people than have already been hurt. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's good. And I don't know how you can justify that. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And especially like with the family owned businesses, like if you're going to go burn something, go burn the government owned building. Yeah. Don't go, don't go burn the organized. Like, why are you going and looting REI? Yeah. Like what it, or Walmart or Target, like what, or burning down somebody's business that is just like, you know, a father or a small business owner. Like, I don't know, man. And, and I, there's a lot of speculation, you know, everybody knows there's a lot of speculation going about what's really going on. Mm-hmm. If there's people, you know, hired by certain agencies to, to go and Antifa's being thrown around. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. We're not going to know 
what's going on in this huge blanket of mess until a After. couple months down the road when this is all done. I think we're just, it's just God. Twenty twenty's been so rough, dude. Dude, we have a pandemic going oh on right God. now, and now the country is literally burning. I mean, and then this. What's, what was before that? I mean, the amazing Kobe died before that. And then it's just, it was just been just crap after crap after crap after yeah. crap, dude. And it's, it feels like the world's going to end. Yeah, man. And you know what I mean? Like you start to think, I don't, and I don't know if you heard about the Simpson conspiracies about how they, the, the, they predicted a lot of this, right? Yeah, dude. And I mean, they, they predicted the killer bees too. They oh yeah. I forgot the, about that. They predicted the pandemic. They predicted the riots. They predicted all this stuff. So, I mean. Who knows, man? That guy's Well, now you've got the cicadas that are hatching too and oh are going to swarm or whatever, like Dude. It's just one thing after another. Yeah, dude, like the it, Pentagon releasing the UFO videos. You know, you know what's funny though is um I I'm a really big cartoon junkie when it comes to those kind of stuff. Like uh Simpsons and Family Family Guy my favorite. Futurama's probably my favorite, but Family Guy's up there. Um he uh the same writer of the Simpsons um, I forget his name, but he wrote, he's one of the main writers for Futurama too. Okay. So they're saying, people think that that's him telling on himself because, you know, Futurama is about the future. Yeah. You know, the, you know, Fry gets frozen to a future time and they think that he's pretty much snitching on himself with that. So like, I'm huge, like, I'm not saying I'm like, I'm personally a conspiracy theorist, but mm -hmm. I love to read about them. Yeah. I, I, it, it gets, it's easy to go down the wormhole. Oh, dude. Uh, it's it's like when you look at a video on YouTube and you click on another one. And you click on another one. And, you yeah. click it and four hours later, you're supposed to be sleeping two hours ago. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You're up at four in the morning like, dude. This is dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many of them out there. Yeah, man. I, um, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. It's a tough time. Yeah. I it's just, a tough time all around. And there's no unifying voice. Yeah. I mean, you've got Trump in office, which isn't unifying on a good day. And then these riots, dude, they're polarizing people to the opposite direction of the cause, right? Because if you're in the middle and you're seeing these riots and you're seeing these businesses burn, you're going to lean more right because you don't want to associate with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like where, where does it go? Like what are, what are we trying to achieve here? Exactly. Exactly. I, I feel like, if we find that point, if we find out where we're going and what we're doing with this, I feel like it'll be all for something. You know what I mean? A lot of good can come out. A lot of, of good can. The horrible thing that happened. We have a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of eyes. And there's a lot of eyes, a lot of attention on what's going to happen next. Yeah. So it's just, I feel like it has to be a calculated step. Mm -hmm. I don't know who, you know, because there are all these major cities. I don't know. People are going to have to head, you know what I mean? Get to the, with their cities and get with their people and decide what they want to do. But at the end of the day, man, the end of the day, a lot of this is out of our hands. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just gotta, I just try to roll with the punches, man. Like mm -hmm. I'm, if I, if I, I'll protest for something I believe in strongly and I do believe in this, but as soon as stuff gets, starts to get thrown out of hand, then I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Cause then I mean? it's not about the cause. And that's something I've heard thrown around a lot is. This is no longer about George Floyd, mm -hmm. like opportunists or Antifa or whoever it is. The small, I'm a, it's got to be a small portion because you see the videos of protesters trying to defend some businesses and stuff, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but there are opportunists out there that are taking advantage of the situation and they're they're causing damage and undermining mm -hmm. what those people are out there to fight for. Yeah, yeah, no, there's definitely. I mean, there's definitely people trying to take advantage of the situation. Yeah, I mean, like. With all the same thing with like the COVID stuff, I thought, 
I thought there'd be a lot more robberies with all these masks I and stuff. Too. I think that's one thing I gotta applaud America about that because uh, I haven't heard. I thought there was gonna be a lot more muggings and stuff going on because I mean I walked in the bank the other day with a bandana wrap. It's a crazy feeling, right? I was like, dude, I feel like I'm about to rob this place. What yeah. the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's uh. It's just weird times, man. I don't know. It's just weird times, and I just nothing uh, seems right. right yeah, now. you know. So I just wanna, I just wanna coast until we're done with this. And uh, I, I, that's one thing I hate that everybody's like, man. If you don't say nothing, you're not. You're kind of. I know it's hard. Problem. I was wondering if this was gonna come up today, and I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't know how you. You know, it's yeah, no, totally. So it's hard to almost have a conversation about anything because, you know, there are people out there that. If you're not with them, then you're against them. Oh, yeah. Dude. Which is such a black and white way of looking at it. Oh, yeah. And it's so easy to twist people's words up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so easy to just take a part of what somebody is saying and then make it that's what the, that, you know, mm-hmm. without context, that's that's what it is. So, um, and that's a lot of it. False, a lot of false information being spread. Yeah. How do you wade through it? You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's the same reason why I don't watch the news. One news outlet has says this thing. And the next news outlet is completely contradicting that. So it's like, who's the asshole? Yeah. Me for paying attention. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So, um, Especially if that's all you're getting is like CNN or Fox News. Mm-hmm. You're going to be so far on one side that there's almost no coming back from that. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I work at um, I work at Calcourts. Okay. So um, I, I get a lot of conversation with like, you know, the older people who come in. And I know people who are extreme leftists. And you know what I mean? And I know uh, some pretty, you know, I'm younger generation, know a lot of liberals. Yeah. So it's, uh, wait, hold on, left? Just because I don't pay attention. Left is the conservative side, right? No, left is liberal. Okay. Yeah, right, right is conservative. Right, okay, okay. So that's what I meant. There's, I know a lot of people that are from the right wing, mm. at the, from uh, Calcords, and I know a lot of leftists, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, uh, it's, um, all about what you believe what you watch what you want to choose to believe yeah you can be swayed to one side or the other yeah at the drop of a hat you know yeah and, and it's social me- and social media has a lot to do with that you know what i mean um school i mean i remember just i remember being at school and going through you know what i mean watch going through the 1800s or 1900s early you know what i mean they're talking about the racism and slavery and Everybody in class turns and looks at, you know what I mean? The one person in class that's colored and stuff. It's just, I just know, it's a, dude, I had a total brain fart. Holy shit. I'm a stoner. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Yeah, no, I I completely forgot where I was going with that. I'm a stoner. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, if you go, especially if you go to college, you're almost, you know, predetermined to be liberal. Oh, yeah. And an extreme liberal almost most of the time. Yeah, and 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 I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a liberal, but mm-hmm. I mean like, you know, I I believe in a lot of stuff that they stand for. You yeah, know what I mean like, there's a lot of stuff, you know. I believe that it's. I don't really like. I don't really articulate my thoughts about this stuff mm-hmm. a lot because I keep it in, so it's kind of hard for no, me. No, I like, totally get that. You know what I mean? And and um, it's just, normally dangerous to try <laughs> to bring those thoughts out and yeah. work through them and process them, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. Like they say, don't three things don't talk about in public is religion, politics, and I don't even talk about it, so I don't even know what the third thing is. Yeah. So <laughs> religion and politics is really my two no nos. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So I just. Like I said, I just do me. Yeah. <laughs> I just do me a hundred percent of the time, it. man. I, and 
And I guess this is the only opinion, and the only people who are going to hear my opinion about this is right here with you, because after this, I'm done talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I heard my mom. My mom came into town this last weekend, and she just couldn't stop talking about it. I had mm-hmm. my earload. So every, you know what I mean? Older well, people. you can't. I mean, you can't get away from it. Not <sighs> that you, and it's hard to say that because you shouldn't want to get away from it, yeah. but it's like you're, you're just getting like, bombarded, and it's not constructive bombardment. You know, it's just. It's opinions people yelling yeah exactly into the void they want to be heard everybody wants to be heard yeah everybody has to be heard about this and, and everybody's opinion is right yeah there's no nuanced yeah. answers it's this or that and if you don't agree with one or the other then you're out oh yeah oh yeah i mean that's the scariest thing is that people are willing to close off entire friendships over an answer that's not nuanced mm-hmm. it's like it's black or white it's this or that well sorry to you on yeah, I saw this video, um, and I didn't fact check it or anything, which I got it. It's so hard to do that. I got to get better about doing that. But yeah. it was this dude, this older gentleman, um, he was African American, and he's in the middle of the street after one of these protests, and he's yelling and crying, screaming at these protesters, like, "Why did you burn my building? You guys are so angry and you're so hateful towards the white man. Why did you burn my building? Like, why did you burn my truck? Why did you steal?" my computer you guys are young you don't know any better i tried to make it like i tried to i was i was raised in the ghetto Mm -hmm. like i tried to make it why why did you guys do this to me Mm -hmm. like you call this black power what is this Mm -hmm. and dude that broke my heart that was hard that was hard to watch yeah because you really see most of the time like on cnn and stuff you're seeing pro riot side of things you don't really get the perspective of like who this is really hurting yeah um and that's what i was like saying like if you're gonna burn stuff down burn stuff down that should specifically is gonna you know i mean i'm not for the burning down mm-hmm. but if you're if you're gonna burn something down burn down a government building or something you know what i mean don't burn down the family-owned mom and pop shop that that was grow up in the community and gives free ice creams to kids and stuff. Yeah, you know donates what I mean? to the local you school. You know what I mean? To help kids. Like, yeah. So if you're going to do anything, do it on a more in corporate scale. I mean, I, I, why, I don't, I don't believe, but even like why attack target? I, oh, exactly. I mean, like people the work day. there that are obviously oh, yeah. from the community. So oh, now yeah. you just took jobs that might've been there after the pandemic, but mm-hmm. now they're not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it, hard. It's all, it's all, all the rioting is pretty, I mean, it's just so much, there's so much that goes into it. And that's why I hate talking about it so much. I it's, know. Like, it's like, I love, I love that we're there. Mm. I love that we're ready to take action. Like, I love that. But it's just some, it's just the way it's happening. Isn't, isn't sit well. It's not. It doesn't sit well. It's counterproductive. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. So I just. Because there's so much power right now. Like you could, you could literally bring about some real change we're at a tipping point dude we're at a tipping point and either all all hell's gonna break loose or we're, we're gonna find the right path i mean it's one of the two and i'm hope it's not the latter <laughs> yeah well i just heard we got we have more national guard in the u.s than ever before i think and trump is deploying like 200 or 250 active duty military personnel to some of these cities which is a huge he invoked some insurrection act i think from like the 1800s maybe and it grants him the power to bring in some active duty military which is a huge huge moment 
because that, I mean, the military policing people now? Martial law. What's next? I mean, where do we go from here? What are we going to bring in more? Like this is, we're taking steps that seriously going to define the next few decades of America. You know what I mean? What happens in these, in the coming weeks it's it's gonna be huge. My guess, and like I said uh, earlier, like this this these next few weeks are what's gonna be written in the history books. Yeah, like you know what I mean. This is gonna this is gonna make the narrative. You know what I mean. This is where the director takes action. Yeah. So I just and the camera's on. It's rolling big time. It's been rolling big time, big time. Um, nobody's nobody's no, nobody's in the shadow. Everybody's in the light right now. Everybody's exposed. So I mean. I just, I really don't like, um, and to speak on the other side of things, I really don't like how Trump and everybody, you know what I mean, is really just making everybody turn, trying to turn the protesters, like, especially because there's a lot of peaceful ones. Yeah. Trying to turn everybody into these, these thugs and these, these goons and you know what I mean? What he didn't call, he didn't call those KKK, right? All those people who did the KKK protests, they didn't, or with with tiki torques, uh, torches, they didn't, they didn't. He didn't call them uh, thugs. He called them peaceful like stand, people, stand-up citizens. Yeah, he said stand-up peaceful Don't quote citizens. Me on that, but I think, yeah, something, I think something, something like in that, that nature. And it's like, come on, man! Like that's almost blatant racism right there. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like the most subtle blatant racism I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, why? How did we get to this point where we have somebody in office just tweeting massive just crap? Of like like a sixteen year old girl who's angry at her best friend, just tweeting stuff on the internet. Like, where did we get to that point? Like, how <laughs> mm-hmm. we went from a respectable president to this? Yeah, which it, I mean, if you were to argue that anybody was a model of what the president should be, it was Barack Obama. Oh yeah, like he was charming. He was charismatic. Oh, he yeah. was extremely intelligent. He was articulate. Like, if ever there was a person that embodied the weight and the gravity of what a presidency is mm-hmm. was him. Mm-hmm. And now we've got Trump, which is the exact opposite. Whether you like him or not, you got to realize he's the polar opposite of what mm-hmm. Barack Obama was. And you know what I mean? And not that, a, I mean, good and bad for both presidencies, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and to talk about like, and that's just me going back to my uh, conspiracy stuff. Like, I mean, personally, I believe he. I believe he might have been put there. We're gonna you know go down mean? deep right here. You know what I mean? If we want to go, I, I feel like he might have been put there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he lost a vote. He lost a popular opinion, but popular vote. He he won by uh, electoral college. I mean, he could have been put there as as a way to like, look, hey, black people, you got your you got your president. Now, just to show you that this doesn't mean anything, we're gonna go and put this piece of shit in here just to show you that. Oh yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Anybody could be that position. So don't get happy. Don't 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 feel too proud. And 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 that's almost what I got from it. You know what I mean? Like, here, we'll put this dumbass in here just to show you that it doesn't mean anything. We'll do what we want to do. Whoever this guy is doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. and, and and that's like almost what I got from it. You know what I mean? That's an interesting perspective. Yeah, it is just kind of like and it's kind of like here. Like this isn't nothing. You think you think the president you think you're on top of the world because the president you had a black guy as a president? Mm-hmm. Nah. We're gonna put a dumbass in, and and, and not, he's an amazing businessman. Let's let's not let's not get that wrong. Trump is an amazing businessman. Well, he's lost a lot of money, which a lot of people don't realize too. Not taking yeah. away from his business credibility, yeah, but he has lost 
millions. He's screwed a lot of people to get where he is. I mean, he's a cutthroat businessman. Well, that, that's and business. you can't, yeah, you that can't argue business, that he baby. has not made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. But he's also had, like, Trump University. <sighs> Google that. Biggest that thing will scam. blow your mind. Oh, my God. Dude, I feel so bad for those people. That is, and that's, and that's, and that's a typical 70s, cutthroat 80s businessman. Yeah, 70s, 80s. Do whatever built, it takes. Just nasty scheming businessman yeah and and that's i mean you can't knock him for that yeah that's one thing he will always he's be. he's always been himself yeah he and, didn't fake anything to get there i mean a lot of things came out in his campaign that mm-hmm. should have ended it but mm-hmm. he's always been himself yeah and and it's like one of those people you know you know you lose respect for somebody who who goes and says something that nobody likes and then when, when changes every, and then changes you yep. know what i mean you lose respect for those people yeah because you don't stand for anything exactly you know if you don't stand for anything you're gonna fall for everything so but he he doubles down yeah you know he and, leans into it yeah. Like, yeah i said that yeah, yeah i did this yeah and, and and it's just like you know you gotta respect him for that like i don't i don't like him but you know what i mean i have a sense of respect for him mm-hmm. and at the end of the day He's the fucking president, dog. So I'm not. I'm not hoping our president does anything bad because it's our president. I mean, yeah. whether I like it or not, and I mean, he's like I said, not maybe. Maybe he's not my president personally, but he's our president. Yeah. So like, I don't hope any bad for him. I just we should be God, holding man. him to the standard of the presidency, but we're lowering it to yeah a Trump standard. Yeah, yeah, and and I just I just don't get I don't get the people who don't see it. I don't they get what they him, don't man. see. And and like I just don't get what they don't see though. Like like people like my grandma, dude, she is a die hard Christian. I mean, to the T, dude. I mean, she would she 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 wouldn't buy me Pokemon cards as a kid because she thought it was magic. Like, <laughs> dog, she is like die hard. So um but she doesn't like she doesn't see the 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 racism. She doesn't see that. And it's like, grandma, you took care of people from Somalia. Like you brought them in and adopted them how do you not see that this is offensive to people like how and 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 my mom and my grandma had to have like a really it's my great grandma so my mom's grandma and they had like a tight relationship but now they're like kind of strange like my mom just came into town and didn't even tell my grandma she was coming you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like and that's not normal yeah so it's it's like this is what it's doing to us and it's It's dividing us yeah and it's on a personal note you know what i mean like i personally affected me so it affects us so it's just like i don't know man part of me wants to argue that you know part of why the reason trump trump got elected is because of the left the left went too far left in a lot of ways and a lot of people rather than be like okay they turned against it Mm -hmm. and they're like no you guys are too far left we're gonna lean right we're gonna ride for the opposite Mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of things there's a lot of things on the left and on the right that are just crazy and mm-hmm. that they're even out there and that like the idea that what is it I almost don't want to it's hard right because you don't want to say some things because mm-hmm. you know that they can get taken and people can run with it mm-hmm. but you also have to be able to work through your own ideas you know mm-hmm. what I mean and have these conversations even though they're difficult and just hope that people the people that really know who you are, We'll stick by you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like the idea that I don't, do you know what dead naming is Mm-mm. on Twitter? No. So dead naming is if a person transitions, right? And you use them by 
um, like if you, so if a man transitioned to a woman and you called him a him or a he or a guy or something mm-hmm. on Twitter, you can get banned from Twitter. Oh, okay. And I think that speaks volumes on like where we are as a country is mm-hmm. like the left wants to, the left is so like supposedly so pro free speech and stuff, but they want to censor a lot of speech, right? Like mm-hmm. we were talking about the music, like they don't mm-hmm. want you to say like Drake the other day apologized for calling Kylie his side piece mm-hmm. in his song. Like, mm-hmm. why yeah, are you apologizing? Like what? And that was like three years ago too. Like, oh, was music- it? I was- just saw it the other day. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that video, the original video uh, of that song. Oh, well the, well, the video was taken the other day, but that song was written actually. I did some digging there. It was like, it was written like three or four years prior oh whoa, whoa, i so, didn't know that yeah so like it was like freaking bef- fake news got me man. well, well it, it was before because the kylie um he had he had those before travis and all them were like together and stuff mm-hmm. like that so like, that's he wrote that song as like when they were you know kind of flirting around and, and he um he did apologize though i saw that and uh do you think he should have i mean it's his friend's girlfriend that his baby mama so i mean I, I feel like i feel like it was out of respect for him more than anything okay i get I that mean, he wouldn't want. I mean, Travis Scott. He seems like a great dude. I mean, I hope one day maybe I'm big enough to meet him. But uh, he he seems like a great dude. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I imagine it, I wouldn't want any kind of hostility between you know between. Somebody, that makes sense. You yeah. Know I mean, I think it was more so for for him, Travis. not for the public. I got yeah. the perception, and my fault. I fell into the trap. You know, was that the media made him apologize? Oh yeah, which is crazy because Eminem used to say some wild stuff shock value yeah shock wild value. stuff but yeah. he, he didn't apologize for it oh yeah oh, but yeah. then again you couldn't talk about my sister brought up a good point actually you couldn't talk about Haley or eminem would go in on you oh, like yeah. that shit was off limits oh yeah oh yeah and yeah he was a uh, best uh personally top five rappers all time yeah eminem I agree. He, one of the goats for yeah sure. but um he M is a specific topic though because he's diff- he's a different breed. Yeah. He's one of those people that you would never I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't come at him with anything, let alone fueling him with that fire talking about his daughter. That's like yeah. I don't know what MGK was thinking trying to Okay, Times, I want to come back to that because I do want to <laughs> yeah. talk about that too. But back to the dead naming thing, I think that's indicative of like how the left views speech. Because mm-hmm. you can have free speech unless your speech hurts somebody or makes them feel bad mm-hmm. then you don't give free speech anymore mm-hmm. they want to censor that speech which is crazy like you should be able to say yeah people are going to say messed up things and it sucks you would hope that everyone's nice to each other but that's not realistic in life mm-hmm. like it's just not unfortunately in a perfect world we'd all be nice to each other right but that's yeah. not real i mean it's no. not real yeah, no, and it's... rather than tell people that oh other people should monitor their speech and should not say things that hurt you you should be teaching your kids hey People are going to say messed up things. You have to be resounded in who you are mm-hmm. and be stronger than that. Words, yeah. whatever happened to the sticks and stones may break my bones, but Dude. words aren't going to hurt me. Like that mantra is gone. I just, I don't, I, when did we become so soft? As, as, exactly. As, as, yeah, as, that's a better you know, way of putting it. When why, did we become soft? When did we become so soft? Because like, I know personally without football, because I mean, okay, we're going to go deep here. I was, bullied, I was bullied as a kid. Like, as a, before I moved, because I, I, I grew up, I was born here in Eureka. I was born in Arcade, actually. But I um, grew up here in Eureka until I was about five. Moved to Reno uh, from five to 12. Uh, I had a period where I was picked on. You know what I mean? I was I was a heavily nerd. You know what I mean? And I just mm-hmm. got picked on. But if I would not would never go back and change that. I, have, I was angry. I was still angry. I still would probably punch that kid in the mouth today. But I would never go back and change that because... 
that made me who I am today. I will never, ever let anybody push me around. And 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 I'm never going to be soft about it either. Like, I'm never going to take, you know what I mean? I'm never just going to take what somebody says and just let it burrow into my head. And 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 I think... And I think the sheltering of that, the sheltering of, I'm not for bullying at all. No, so no, not at all. But I feel like the sheltering of the way, the level of sheltering people the have coddling. done for their kids. Exactly. It it just kind of, it just made it to where people are just soft. It they cripples can, you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like adversity made me who I am today. And uh, without, without that extra, you know what I mean? Feel of somebody saying, Hey, you're not going to make it, buddy. You suck. That pushes me. Mm-hmm. Pushes me. It almost pushes me harder than the, the good comments. Yeah. So, and I just don't, I don't think people have that extra level. A lot of people don't. And they just have that give up. Yeah. They, they're like, oh, uh, I'm, I suck. Or, uh, oh, they said this about me. It must be true. You know what I mean? So, that's just kind of. And I feel like that's that was the start of all the soft, you know, the the softening of the of the of the people is just. You know, take away, take away the, take away the adversity from people. Take away the criticism, and then that's it. The participation trophies. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Here is your award, buddy. You did great. You didn't play you, a single hit. You placed last, but yeah, you didn't or last. Yeah, you didn't but. get a single hit all year. Here's a trophy. So, like, I don't know. Adversity, I feel like builds you, and without adversity, there's nothing. I mean, you're just. You're just floating. My favorite quote, and I am drawing a huge blank on who said it, and I feel so bad because it's my favorite quote, right? And I've got it written actually in my room, is adversity introduces a man to himself, mm-hmm. which is which is so true. Mm-hmm. And we're not letting these kids... Yeah, bullying is, is bad. It's not good. Nobody wants their kid to be bullied. Nobody wants to be bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, it can strengthen you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it can make you who you are. It can also, on the other side, it can also cripple you. Break I know, you yeah, you I know some kids um, that I unfortunately was never really close with and that were actually in our high school class um, that didn't make it through bullying, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Which, it, is, which is hard because that's... It's hard, dude. It's, it's hard the other side I, of the coin. You know, and, I, and I've been there, dude. I've been to the part where, like, you're like, dude, maybe are they right? Like... Are these people right? You know what I mean? And it and it hurts, bro. It really mm-hmm. does hurt. It's it's painful. Like even looking back now, like I have a I have a this thing where like I'm super nice, super peaceful, like ninety nine percent of the time. But as soon as I feel like somebody like feels like they can bully me, somebody feels like, oh, go do this. You're my little punk. You know what I mean? Like that is gonna get under my skin faster than anything because it's like I'm never gonna let that happen again. Yeah. So you know I'm never gonna let somebody just come in push me around so that's that is a huge it's a pain that's not felt through it's not a physical pain you never will feel it physically but it sticks with you it sticks with you dude it's it's like a it's like a burden that you kind of got to carry around until and i believe that you don't have to like you know the day that you decide to go and forgive whoever you know what i mean but it's It's always gonna stick with you yeah it's hard to to, some extent you know it's hard and it's hard to go and forgive people who did stuff like that at the end of the day you know what i mean like yeah, I'm, 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 I wouldn't take it back. I'm, I'm happy who I am today, but I definitely punched that kid in the mouth. Rylan Wolf, if I ever see you, I'm beating you up. That's just it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was his name way back when. But, uh, yeah. So like, um, it's, uh, it's, I'm going to hang that up. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, no, rookie mistake. Oh, you're good, brother. You're good. I'm, I'm pretty rookie myself.
half the half the topics we get into, I keep like spacing out. Yeah, and then I yeah, and then I keep like because like I'm still like, dude, I smoked like thirty blunts yesterday on the way home. Jesus Christ! So I'm like still jet lag, <laughs> and I had to drive. Uh, I smashed to Frisco and back within like ten hours. Well, not ten hours. That's like the trip length. But, but yeah, that's a long trip. Uh, yeah, I just there and back and within the day. Rough. It's a lot of driving. Yeah, it's a lot of car time, and nobody else wanted to drive. We hit, oh, <laughs> you drove the whole way. Yeah, my, oh, man. my, my buddy, uh, we hit about. He's like, I'll drive at halfway point. We hit Willits, and he's like, Bro, just drive the rest of the way. We're almost there. Oh man, I was like, you pos. I don't want you to drive my car, anyways. Oh man, that's <laughs> a long drive. Yeah, but it's oh man, I just love, I love Humboldt County, dude. I've it's a great I, place to live. You know what I mean? Uh, some of the people are some of the people are shitty, but. Humboldt County itself, I love Humboldt and so beautiful home, too. Come oh on. my gosh, dude, it's so beautiful. Trinidad, up in the up in the hills, Patrick's Point, dude. I can get lost over there and just mm-hmm. not give a care in the world. I just love it. I love yeah. a nature kid, and I'm gonna I'm going to move away someday, and I'm gonna move to L.A. or something like that. But I always come home. I love home, and I just and that's a lot of thing. I want I want to make it because I want to come back. And I want to buy a house in, you know, Trinidad over the views or, you know, I want to do something big and I want to come back and open a shop here. I want to give back. Yeah. That's like my biggest thing. And that's my biggest thing for getting rich. Like, I don't even care about being famous at all. It's not what I want, which I mean, I would love the platform. I use it great, but um, I want to be able to make a change with my money. That's what it is. I don't care about personal gains. I live in a two bedroom. Apartment. I don't care. I can live by small means, but I want to be able to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like I saw you had Haley on the other day, like how she's able to go and make a difference. And like, yeah, that, she, what she's done is incredible. Yeah, no, she's, she's amazing. Like yeah. I've, I've known Haley for a long time. She's done some amazing work and I like, yeah, you, right. Haley, you're a beast, but, um, being able shout to make to a Haley. change. Yeah. Shout out to Haley, Haley lamb. Um, but I just feel like, Gotta, I want to make a change. And you yeah. know what I mean? People who are able to do that is just, that's life. You know that's what, what it's mean? all about. That's what it's about is being able to impact somebody else's life. If I can go and build a school or build a hospital or build something, you know what I mean? And put this a million dollars in meals for kids, you know, like that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's what motivates me to get rich. It's not about the fancy cars and the watches. Dude, I got hella chains and stuff and I, I don't wear them. Yeah. I don't wear none of that. Like, I mean, sometimes I might for a music video or something. Which is on the way. Got a couple of them on the way. But um, I don't wear them like that, dude. Like, yeah. I'm pretty modest. I like to be regular. So. It's kind of a lost art today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe when I get a little bit more money, I'll start flexing. And I am about to get blasted. As soon as these tattoo places open up, I'm, I'm going from wrist to wrist. Oh, yeah? Sleeves? S- sleeves, chest, all everything. I promised my mom I wouldn't go over the neck until I make my first million. Okay. But, it's a uh, solid goal right yeah, there. Yeah, when I make my first driving one. force. Yeah, so I promised my mom. Love you, mama. <laughs> but uh yeah, I um I don't know, man. I just wanna I just wanna get rich. I my okay, my plan, I wanna make a million off the music, make a contract, at least a sure. million. Take I wanna take a million dollars and invest. Like that's what I'm doing. That's the way to my do it. My first after I buy a little house or whatever, get my family set, taking a million dollars, I'm buying a million dollars in investments and that's just that's what's gonna happen because there's money in, in music and stuff but like 
Because you have real money. Have you ever seen land? how much Warren Buffett gets? Woo! Dude, Warren Buffett Woo! made 100 and don't quote me exactly, but he made roughly around $198 million off of, uh, or was that a, was that a, my bad? That's a B. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think it's higher. Uh, yeah. No, I know. He's going to make 190 billion because uh, what's his name's only worth 100 million, 100 billion. But uh, it was 198 million. It was, yeah, was it? It was 198 million. But Berkshire Hathaway, they're yeah. sitting on some serious capital. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he, he only made, he made 198 just off Coca Cola. Okay. And he, doesn't work for Coca-Cola at all. He just has shares in it. Yep. So he made the CEO of Coca-Cola made three million dollars for the for the 2019 year. He made 198 million just off stocks. Yep. That is the power of stocks. Yeah. And, and so like that in the morning, that's what gives me my adrenaline rush. Like another that that's what gets me going when I think about that stuff. And it's like got to start somewhere. And I feel like music would be is the easiest path for me personally mm-hmm. to millions. To be able to do that. Yeah. So, um, and even if you keep making more money off music, you've always got the interest building on mm, what you invest. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. Elon Musk is going to make a billion or a few billion off of his Tesla stock. Mm-hmm. He owns a, a lot of Tesla stock. That dude was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's crazy. He's, uh, definitely gonna, he's definitely gonna be one of the biggest. He has a lot more to do. Like before this man dies, he's gonna do some crazy stuff, and I have a feeling one day he's gonna, one day he's might put a man on Mars. You know what I mean? Like maybe if not him, his son X A twelve or whatever his yeah. son's name, he's gonna put somebody on the moon. Yeah. So like, some people are just built or, or not the moon, Mars, but yeah, they're man. Those guys are different. Their brain, their their brain just works, works different. Yeah, yeah, their brain works at like a supercomputer, and like I'm a smart guy. I know how to do. I I know I could put complex problems together in my head, but. Those guys? Different level. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like, it just makes me think. Of, I have a couple. Like, a couple of my friends I know that are just super mathematicians. Like, I'm a really good writer. Like, I, I love to write. I'm mm-hmm. really good at, good at articulating my words when I want to. But these guys, like, the way that the math works in their head, holy shit. Dude. Yeah. Like, they, they can look at a problem and just all the steps in their head. And mm-hmm. I never have been able to do that. Like, you know what I mean? My brain works in a different ways. Like, uh. One of my best friends, he he's um he is able to look at a bunch of pieces of wood, and just picture a a chair. He could just see a bunch of pieces of wood on the ground, and be like, okay, that's a chair there. It's like what? How? Yeah. How do you see a chair? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like that is a skill that is very under underrated. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just being able to see something unfinished and just seeing the finished product. Yeah, everybody's got their niche, right? Yeah, you know what I mean, and and. Like that's why that's one reason why I, I would never ever let uh, see rookie on my part too. You're good. I would never ever hate on somebody doing the nine to five because yeah. like my at the sister, end of the day it's what makes you happy. You know exactly. You know what I mean. My sister, my sister, she she busts through. She works at Tesla still. It was she, she actually works at Panasonic, mm-hmm. but there's three companies in the uh, in the factory. It's the Gigafactory. It's so big that they have three enormous companies in there. But they all they all work for Tesla. They're all okay. contracted through Tesla. But anyways, and my sister she works for uh, Panasonic in the Tesla building, and um, she's making she's got a raise, making like twenty three an hour, and she's happy. She has her own place. She's my younger sister. Oh, so like you know what I mean? She right now at this point she's bringing in more money than I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like I gotta go I gotta go hustle to make yeah. that money. My sister's just pulling it out her ass, and mm-hmm. I, I'm proud of her. You know what I mean? Like it's another good motivator. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? She's she's the younger one, but uh. 
yeah, it's it's she's loyal to the soil. You know what I mean? And and when I when I look at different type of people, she and my other little sister, Nevea, they're um which I have about six sisters. But um the, from my mom's side, I, I just really look at like how different we are. But like, you know, we're the same in the core with mm-hmm. our roots, but we're so different. My sisters aren't like me. I sit my, my 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 sister is not like she's loyal to the soil. She's gonna ride with her her whoever she believes in, her boyfriend. She's loyal to the soil for him. I'm not gonna speak on his situation, but he's in some shit and she rides or dies with him. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, you need to leave this guy alone. And I mean it's not like he's bad for her personally, but he just is going through some stuff in his life and she's like, my my parents are like, you know, leave him alone, let him do his thing. And she's like, No, I'm gonna work through it with him. And as much as we don't like that that you know she's taking her time away from her life to go interfere in his mm-hmm. gotta respect her for it yeah. she's loyal but like me and i'm like i'm loyal to a fault you know what i mean yeah like i'm loyal to like i see something my sister will give you three four chances i'm the type of after one or two you know what i mean if you're if i really love you i'll give you one one extra chance but uh and and like she she's comfortable you know what i mean my little, my, my youngest sister, I could see she's a little bit more like me. She's creative, but she's going to be more the stationary route. Mm. Like my, my younger sister doesn't, didn't like school. <sighs> see, rookie mistake. Let me do that. My dad. It's a ghost, okay. uh, ghost times 10. That ring, ringtone fire, by the way. But, um, yeah, I, um. I I feel like my younger sister, she's gonna be the more stationary route. She's gonna uh, finish finish high school, go straight to college, and mm-hmm. do something from there. Yeah. And I'm like I said, I'm the risk taker, man. I always told my mom, I said I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be filthy rich, or I'm gonna be dead broke, one of the two, because I'm I'm there's gonna no put, in between. No, there's no in between. I'm gonna put all of my into it, and, it was, and I was like, I'm not settling for the dead broke either. So <laughs> that leaves one option. Yeah. So and and I don't know, man. I just. So that not having a safety net yeah. drives you. Yeah, yeah. It really and makes you focus. and Yeah, I mean, it's it just leaves me dumbfounded for words because I wake up every morning, you know what I mean, and I look at myself in the mirror, look at something that just makes me feel so mortal, you know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, you, you die any day. And it's so hard to it's so hard to find purpose out of your day, you know what I mean? Even when you're sitting there writing and you, you get a dope song, I think about, well, okay, I'll get, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 views maybe, and people will love it. But at the end of the day, what's next? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What's next? What am I doing? So it's it's hard, you know what I mean? And that's the human, that's the human condition. Yeah. We always got to have a purpose. We have to have, we can't just that be. Angst. You know, we can't just be, you know, to here and in the moment. I'm so... I try to be here in the moment in my head, but I'm so far tomorrow. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm so worried about what's going to, what, what what am I going to make out of this? And um, that's what makes us human. I think personally, uh, it's just, it's just this driving urge. I don't know, man. I wake yeah. up, just wake up in the morning and want to be, want to be some, want to be, do something, mm-hmm. be something. And uh, I don't feel like a lot of people have that. I feel like a lot of people kind of just wake up and float. You know what I mean? And, not knocking anybody. I don't knock anybody. Uh, live your life the way you are, but I can't do that. I can't just wake up and float. Yeah. I think it's a comf- <laughs> like a comfortability thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is. Definitely is. It's easy to be comfortable. 
it's hard to eat shit for a few years trying to do what you want to do that's hard yeah it is it really is it's like when i grew my hair out the first year or two it's ugly nasty afro that would just like stick right here but now i got long hair (laughs) long it finally fell and i got like hair like down to my nipples just gotta stick with it <laughs> yeah dude i got like jesus locks when i get out of the shower <laughs> but let me ask you man how how's how was um how was your life after high school i mean good kind of the same angst you yeah. know what i mean i didn't really know what i wanted to do so i went to cr for a semester mm-hmm, mm-hmm. followed a girl went to oregon state for a little bit thought that was kind of my path switched it up went to sacramento still school because i didn't know what i wanted to do now i'm out in new york going to school because i still am trying to figure it out you know what i mean mm-hmm. is that where you're at currently right now yeah so when this is all done and school's back in you're going back, back to new york yeah awesome. i've got um i've got a year left and yeah, then i'm out so were you going to the university of or what's uh, rensselaer polytechnic institute sounds like a badass school, it's pretty cool. <laughs> i like it a lot of nice people definitely a different vibe on the east coast dude i've never been to new york i've always wanted to go it's a hustle out there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Those DC. people are built different too. Those, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been to DC and stuff, um, went to Virginia and whatnot, but never been out there. Yeah. Um, You'd probably like it. It's, it's cool to go out. I don't know if I could live out there. Yeah. But I, I, when I think about you, New York, it kind of gives me like a, a San Francisco style vibe with all the, like how the buildings are so close yeah. like that. Like they're all stacked up like this up a hill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I picture it. Is that correct? Um, I haven't been to the city. I'm upstate uh, a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. But from like friends that I've talked to, yeah, I actually am friends with a girl out there who is from San Francisco and she's going to okay. school out there and she's been to the city a lot and she's like, yeah, except it's like, you know, magnified by 10 or whatever because yeah. it's so much smaller. Even mm. San Francisco looks spread out. Yeah, yeah. Compared to New York City, you know? Because you don't really like think about how small that this stuff actually is over on the east coast like I mean, all this tiny dude all, all, and there's yeah. millions of people stacked that's on top of each other crazy. that's crazy i couldn't yeah, no do thanks. that i couldn't do that no thanks yeah, that's how they like uh, that's how i picture china too you know what i mean like yeah a lot of places because you know i mean a lot of places i've seen that you know they had four or five people living in a one bedroom you know what i mean that's crazy yeah china's wild yeah they've got people living at factories they've got dorms like college <laughs> yeah, wild and they've got nets on the side so people can't jump out and commit suicide yeah, China's a different ballgame. What about you, though? Um, what do you think? What's next for you? You think in L.A.? Uh, Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Um, I went down there and gave it a little trial run, uh, stayed with some people mm. for like a month. And, uh, dude, I I have some – I didn't know I had a lot of connections. Like, dude, I was out there bumping elbows with celebrities, dude. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know if you know who Vince Staples is. He's um, – The he, name sounds familiar. Yeah, he, he, he had a couple songs uh, – Big Fish, I was really big. Um, he has a couple other songs that are really popular. But uh, my cousin, he um, a Long Beach native, he grew up with uh, uh, Vince Staples, and he got me backstage passes and back there in the smoke session with him. Man, this is a crazy story. So I'm um, he gets us. I go to L.A. the last May or last March, yeah, last March, and um, so I get down there the day the day I get down there. To LA is the day that Nipsey Hussle gets killed. Oh shit! So things are wild. You know what I mean? People are running the streets, pissed Crazy. off. You know what I mean? Pissed off and very much so. Nip was an amazing man, but like the vibe was just crazy. Like people were just angry and they just wanted to. It was kind of like a smaller version of how people are angry now. Like people just wanted to do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wanted to be angry, but um, so uh. 
I with my my cousin's like, look, man, let's let's go do something different. I uh, my Vince Stables is performing. I know him. I'll get you some backstage tickets. He pulls him up on Facetime. He's like, he's like, uh, and I had no idea who he was this time. Like, I didn't know who he was. And so he's like, oh, here, cuz here's uh Vince Staples. Pulls him up on Facetime. I'm like, what's up? What's up, man? And he's like, oh, what's up, bro? How you doing? How you doing? I'm like, I'm good, man. How you doing? And it's a regular conversation. Like, yeah. I had no idea who he was. Long story short, I get get uh, tickets to the backstage. He, he puts tickets in my name, so we go to pick it up, and it um, felt awesome. I was like, we went to the call booth, and he's like, oh, here's four, four backstage passes for you, Mr. Oh, Sanders. That was awesome. So we get our backstage passes. After his concert, uh, we have good good seats. We have his, uh, his, his personal section where <clears throat> he has tickets for people that sit. So we're sitting there, and after after the show, we go, we go into the backstage, and there's this guy, this this, this tall, dark skinned dude. He looked like he looked like he had money, like you could just tell, mm. designer stuff on. And um, I walk in, and and there's like no seats, right? Well, I mean there is, but he's kind of sitting in between two seats. And I look at him, and like I had I had like I was dressed up like money, like I had a oh, excuse me, Jesus. <laughs> that's nice um i had a um i had all my designer stuff on i went and bought some balenciagas like the ones i'm wearing right now let's go balenci um and i got a bunch of stuff i just i just try to look as as rich as i could mm-hmm. you know trying to maybe you know look a little bit more beyond my means because yeah. you know, money attracts money yeah so um I, I i asked this guy i'm like hey buddy will you, will you scoot over like will you move and like he looks at me like Bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you seriously asking me to move right now? He looks at me, looks down at his shoes, looks at me, and then he scoots over and lets me sit down. So I sit down. About 20 minutes later, we, we took a couple shots of, um, I believe it was Crown Royal. Uh, 20 minutes later, that guy gets up and leaves. My cousin turns to me. He's like, dude, do you know who you just asked to move? And I'm like, no. He's like, dude, that's Vince Stable's manager. This guy is manages like seven of the biggest stars in the world oh man and you just told this guy to move and i'm like what and i was like don't know thanks dude. for the heads up yeah thanks for the heads up dude like this guy could have just had me carted off by bodyguards yeah. and you just you just let me just go into the fight he's like he moved he must have respected I you know. handled like, it like a champ a lot yeah. of people have been like what yeah dude and i'm like i mean i wouldn't have done it looking back now yeah but i mean like the dude looked at me that that look makes so much sense now. The mm-hmm. dude looked at me like, "Are you serious? Like, for real, bro? You want yeah. me to move?" And then I was just Do you like, "You know who I am?" Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like that's crazy. Um, but no, I was really I was really able to bump bump elbows. You know, what I, mean? I got to got a little studio time with him too. Oh, got, that's got, cool. Got to watch him do his process and stuff. And uh, I don't know if you know the guy who does the song. Cut it, cut it. Oh yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, he was in there too. Oh really? Yeah, he was in there too. And um, good it, networking, man. Come on. Yeah, dude. No, I um, I have some. I I, I do know some uh, through my cousin, like, cause he's he's from Long. He's a Long Beach native, and there's a lot of people out of Long Beach uh, who's made it. And I don't know if you know O three Greedo. He's he's um, free free my dog. He uh, is my cousin's best friend too. So he's a lot of a lot of a lot of celebrities. A lot of stuff that like, I, I just got to get out there. That's why mm-hmm. I'm doing this music right now so hard because. I just have to have them hear it and like yeah. it. Like I have the I have the platform. People I know people who they just gotta hear it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and they just and they have heard it and they just say, keep working, keep working. Once you find your sound, you know, keep working. And I don't want to piggyback off anybody for mm-hmm. sure. Like I'm not just gonna even when that time comes where somebody wants to offer me a contract, 
I'm not just going to go and sign any deal. You know what I mean? Like, if I have to, I'll go independent forever. Like, look at Chance the Rapper. He's independent. Yeah. He makes a lot of money. Yeah. You know how much money he's made off that hat? The little three hat? Have you seen his hat? Yeah. Dude, he's made millions off that hat. Oh, wow. Just that hat with the little three on it. Like, because he, he owns his name. He owns his rights. He owns his label. He owns his brand. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing, dude. Like, owning your own stuff. Owning your own work. And that's the crazy... That's the thing that I... I need a little help with that. You know what I mean? Like, that's who I want. I need that. I mm. need that person who's going to be like... Like a mentor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who knows the ropes? Because there's so many small, tricky words that, you know, I don't, I don't know all this stuff. Like, yeah. I'm a smart dude, but I laugh like, like, I'm not fucking, mm. you know, I'm not no businessman. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know all those small words. So I just, that's, that's another reason why I, uh, that's actually the next step I'm looking for. Um. I feel like once I get a little bit, a little bit bigger, possibly do a couple more shows. Cause I've never done a live show. Okay. I've never done a live performance yet. Um, I've had people talk to me about it. I just, I haven't done it yet. So I haven't seen where that goes, but, um, I think after a couple live performances and maybe a couple trips to the Bay to do some shows, I get a manager mm -hmm. cause I need, I'm going to need somebody. little guidance. Yeah. With a little bit more legal experience yeah and little yeah especially with the terminology because the term i could understand anything once you break it down to me but reading a contract i'm not just going to pick up all the little stuff yeah, they're I mean, designed to be confusing exactly dude like so i i just like you said a little bit of guidance a mm -hmm. little, and, and honestly someday i mean i would i would want it to be somebody like my pops or somebody who i know has my best interest so that that's like ideally who you know what i mean yeah um but then again, I know my dad doesn't know that kind of terminology too. So yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's hard in the music industry, or at least you hear about how kind of slimy it is sometimes dude, with those record three, companies. Three sixty deals, everything. dude. Yeah. Three sixty deals is crazy, bro. I mean, they got you these, really got to be careful. They got these guys working because I mean, you think about it. They have all these shows and the, all these flights and all these stuff that they got to do when they go on tour, and you, they the label, quote unquote, pays for it, but what's really happening is after after all your tour dates and whatever you make say you make 15 million dollars from a tour they're gonna go and they're gonna take they're gonna go first of all they're gonna after 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 the labels and the tour is done when you get back they're gonna charge you for all the expenses you're gonna pay for your hotel you're gonna pay for all every bottle you popped you're gonna pay for all the ubers all the whatever you did you're gonna pay for all that the jet you're paying for that you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you're paying for everything. So like the, the label may look like they're paying for it at first, but, but once you get not. paid, yeah. dude, yeah. And, and if, and if you don't get paid, say you bust and nobody shows up to your concert, you're in debt. Like that's why there's rappers. That's why Kanye West and stuff like that. They were in debt to their label. They, they had, you know what that's I mean? Crazy. Yeah. Cause the label is able to, you know what I mean? Hold that over there. Hey buddy, you signed this contract. Like you yeah. owe me this amount or this much work or this much, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's why it's really, really hard to like, you know, and just, and just for me being outside in, just, you know, knowing what I know is amazing. Cause there's a lot of rappers who go into the game and they get big at like 17, 16 and there's nobody there to tell them that, you know what I mean? They just signed the first deal. Yeah. They don't so, know any better. Yeah. So, you know, they have these 360 deals and stuff where people are just working and I'm not exactly sure why they called a 360 deal, but I know that it's very not in their favor. Your head just spins reading it probably. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's not very, it's not very good. I mean, they, they, they got these guys working and they're paying them 
I mean, it'd still be considered more than the you know most person, average person. Yeah, but not how not compared to what you could be making. Exactly. Right? You know, when when you got somebody who's bringing in, you know what I mean. Like they say, Drake only saw like uh, they say Drake is only worth like thirty or forty million dollars after all his bangers. Oh wow! Which is like it's because the record label. Yeah, you know what I mean, and which is because he's had so many number ones. He should oh be yeah, a, he should be a fucking billionaire by now, dude. But um. I don't know. It's just just being smart, being educated, yeah. and I think uh, the record labels like to take advantage of people because you know got a there's a lot of black youth in rap. You know what I mean? And a lot of these guys didn't finish school. You know, they just yeah. kind of went with music and they rocked with it. So I mean, don't get, you got your college graduates here and there, your college dropouts, but you know, I mean, these not all these guys aren't able to articulate every little detail and you know what i mean mm-hmm. like all the they don't know all like all the crazy ass words that go into this stuff so it's like uh it's they try to prey on people yeah and, and get that, them young yeah yeah and that's what i want to be careful for you know what i mean i'm a little older than if if i made it today i would be considered old oh wow like because the generation is is so getting so younger and younger mm-hmm. like if you look at like rappers like nle choppa he had uh, he was sixteen when he had uh, when he dropped his, uh, his his banger song. I mean, Young Boy NBA sixteen when he blew up. Uh, Lil Mo- Lil Mosey, he's fifteen or sixteen or something like that. Uh, it's just getting younger and younger, dude. Like so, it's it's I'd be considered an old head. Like they they think the Meagles are old and the Meagles are twenty four. You know what I mean? Like people think the Meagles are old and it's. Like Juice Roll died. My Juice Roll, my yeah. favorite artist, man, favorite artist of all time. That was sad. Twenty one, dude. Like a week or a week after turning twenty one. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, and you know, and I have a really, uh, I have a really, I'm not really super, but I, I have an addictive personality. So like, when I drink, I like to drink. When I smoke, I like to smoke. So it's like I, I'm gonna have to stay away from a lot of things. Those vices, you know what I mean. There's a lot of things, and yeah. and that's honestly half the reason I'd say. You know, I'll be, I'll be the first one to tell you, that's half the reason I haven't, I didn't do this six months ago, seven months ago. I was d- dealing with, you know what I mean, drinking problems and just trying to figure out, you know what I mean. I watched, I've, and it's crazy because I watched my brother drink himself to death, dude. Like, oh. I seen it firsthand. Like he was lived in the same house as me and everything. So it's like watching that happen and then and then drinking myself it just put myself in a dark place so it's like just trying to bounce back and find who you really are i think is the biggest thing dude like that's that's i have like even breathing problems and stuff right now because of that the drinking well yeah i put a i put long story short i put a hole in my stomach so, you put a hole in your stomach? No, the alcohol did. Oh, I was gonna say, doing what? <laughs> no, no, the, okay. The alcohol did. Oh um, shit! Yeah, so I have like, like in your, oh, I have like an ulcer kind of. Okay. Yeah, and then I have like a colon. I have like an irritable bowel syndrome with my colon. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, I I was only I went heavy and um, I started noticing stomach pain. So like now like when I smoke sometimes, bro, I'll I'll, I'll burp for like twenty minutes, thirty minutes <laughs> straight, bro. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. So I it's. It's um, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I think that my, my addiction problem with that stuff is like the hardest thing. Like it's the biggest thing holding me back. If it was easy to that, slip down those yeah down those roads, right? Yeah, it really is, bro. Like if I if I like stop drinking today and stop smoking, I would only, I would give me three months, dog. I'll be I'll be on because mm-hmm. like that's that's the only thing slowing me down right now. And 
without that, dude, I I don't know how how far I'd be right now. So it's that's just my biggest battle right now. I feel yeah. like as soon as I get over that, dude, it's gonna be a wrap. Why do you think creatives always? I mean, creatives always seem to struggle with something, right? I know. What does that stem from? Is it just you've got so much going on in your head, and you've got so many different ideas and it's just like you need something to slow it down. Well, I've always I, wondered about that. I tell you personally, for me, I don't. I can't speak about anybody else, but personally, I can't turn off the creativity. Mm-hmm. So the creativity comes in all different forms, whether that be sad, traumatic, uh, uh, picturing. You know what I mean? Like, like my my mind will race, and I'll, I'll think about something that hasn't even happened yet. You know what I mean? But it, you know what I mean? Think about a loved one's death or something like that's going to happen. And you know what I mean? You feel the emotion before it hits. And it's just my mind, like you said, it, it's, it's, it races so much that my creativity tunes into, you know what I mean? Stuff that I don't necessarily want to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'll, it'll tune into my depression. It'll tune into my anger and it'll turn it. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like it's a really, it's a, when I smoke weed, like I, I like to smoke weed. I, I genuinely like smoking weed. I don't necessarily like to drink, but mm. I like smoking weed and because it, it, it calms me down. I don't, when I want to turn that creativity down just a little bit and not be so, you in know, it. yeah, not so <laughs> everywhere yeah. brain firing. That's, that's, that's cool. You know what I mean? But, um, I just, I don't want to, um, I don't want to be the guy who just like consumes, consumes, consumes and. You got to treat it like a tool. Yeah. I don't want to weed more so than alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be, you know what I mean? Like it's more of like a, I like it as an icebreaker. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a good social. It is, you know, you know, yeah. Like no, I, you know, smoke a blunt with a friend or something, but like, I don't, I don't want it to be a crutch. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be like, I don't want to be the guy who has to wake up every morning and smoke weed to eat breakfast. Like you have to have six drinks to be able to go on stage. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that. So long story short, dude, I just, I just want to kick this, kick this habit I have. And then who knows, dude, the world's the, my oyster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could got whatever, bro. Like I could do whatever without this. Cause that's the only thing holding me back. And I'll be the first one to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, I just, just Jordan trying to become who Jordan is. Yeah. Hardest thing ever. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's hard working to that. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, but I am still pretty. That's, that's awesome. I did not know you were lived in New York though. Right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's say, yeah, that's awesome. I've been having a good time out there. Hell yeah, that's that's great, man. I I, I really want to go out there. I um, what's your what's your major specifically? I'm uh computer science and cognitive science. Right okay, now, but I don't know if I'll ever use either of those. Also, what, what do you do with that stuff? Computer science, like software. Okay, software engineering. Okay. Um. Coding. A lot of coding. I yeah, cognitive science is more... I thought I wanted to go into artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and cognitive science is like the study of the human mind. Mm-hmm. And I was under the impression that it, like, it'd be a really good matchup, which it is. You know, a lot of kids that want to go into AI go down those two paths. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed coding. I found that kind of right before... When I was going to CR, actually, I found coding. And so I rode with that for a little bit. And then I added on the cognitive science when I got out there. Okay. That's kind of a it's last awesome. hurrah thing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, um, I'm a psych major. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I, um, before I went, when I first went to CR after uh, high school, 
I wanted to, um, and I still want to do it someday down the road. Mm-hmm. Get my, uh, get get a license to be able to be some kind of therapist. And um, I don't know what kind of therapist I'd want to be or what kind of psychology. You know, I don't want to know what I want to do with my psychology, but I definitely want to help people. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's that's me in a nutshell, dude. Like, that's what I get. Yeah, I'm talking like, to you. Yeah, like, like whether it's building homes or helping somebody mentally or, or some, putting out music, something, bro. Yeah. Like, I just I want to be able to. I'm an entertainer slash comforter at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and like. I'm showing all the, like, I don't, I love my, I, I like, I like to give the love back every once in a while, but I, I have enough love for myself to, to give to other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love myself enough that I don't need to go chase a girlfriend. You know what I mean? I don't need to go do all that. I'm, that stuff will come in time. No rush. So I just kind of do what I got to do and, and just, sh- I just want to show love to as many people as I can. You know what I mean? And I, I do, you know what I mean? go through these times where I struggle and feel like, uh, nobody, nobody likes me. Nobody supports me whatever. But, you know, I know there is people out there who really care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, that's going to show when I, when my inevitable time comes, when I blow up and my name is everywhere, we're going to see who comes out the woodworks, huh? Yeah. And, um, that's the mindset you got to have. Yeah. As you can talk about like, what you can talk whatever you want to talk now, but mm-hmm. when it happens, then then we'll see. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll see all those all those girls who never message me back. We'll see what happens when I uh, when I come back. Yeah, that's a that's a big Selling deal for millions. me too. That's a fuel for me too. I'd be I'd lie to you. I'd be lying if I said that wasn't a major fuel for me. Because mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I've 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 never been the type of guy to settle. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna shoot for the tens, dog. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna message and jump in them tens DMs if I have. I don't care. Yeah, and um. If I get them, it only takes one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. <laughs> so like, I just, I just, I just can't wait to the day though. I can't come back and get to ride around on a drop top, see one of my little guys that I knew from a long time ago, who's maybe a senior now, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and hop in the whip, jump in the whip, yeah, take him on a nice little cruise. Buy my mama a house. I told my mama I buy her an RV when I was a kid. I said I'm gonna buy you a double wide, biggest RV, most expensive you can get, and let you travel the world. Once you're done with America, I'll put you. I'll put it on a yacht. We're taking over to Europe. Go to Europe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's cool. That's I promise. My that's a big motivation for me. Yeah, but, you uh, need those motivating factors. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Um, I just, I just want to. Um, I really just want people to know that I am not so. Like, I feel like I come off sometimes a little angry in some of my music, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's just raw passion. You know what I mean? I'm not really angry like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody who knows me knows I'm super chill, but uh, it's just a lot of raw emotion. And um, I feel like I've been quiet for so long. Mm-hmm. I've been the guy that always just is like, just quiet and doesn't say anything. That when I, me talking how I really feel through music, people are going to be like, well, that's not Jordan. Yeah. He's being somebody else that he's not. No, I'm just being the guy that I've always been, always been, but didn't, wasn't, you know what I mean? I wasn't out of respect or out of some weird mental thing that I have, you know, I don't want to make you feel bad. Mm. So I silenced myself, but no more of that. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak my opinion and it's going to let it be known. You know what I mean? And, uh, that's pretty much it. There's no other way around it. You know what I mean? I'm going to. 
I'm going to talk my shit and I'm going to talk it a hundred percent. I don't care who hears it. So that's, that's, that's just kind of how I feel. And, um, like I said, I just feel like some people might construe that as me being fake, but have a lot of people done that. Um, I, I wouldn't say that they've done it personally, but I mean, I've had a few people like come up to me and tell me and be like, man, I didn't know you were so, you know what I mean? Felt so type of, some type of way about, you know what I mean? Cause like I have this bar, I have one of the, this bar in my Balenciaga face mask. And, um, when I said, um, I'm talking about my friends and I said that, you know, I've had a hard time thinking my exact bar right now, but, uh, it's, it's, I pretty much just say that my, you know, my friends, we don't really speak to each other when we pass yeah. by, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, those like, niggas don't speak when we pass foot on the gas. Yeah. Like, so it's just like, I feel like we have, they, they might think I don't like them or something, you know what I mean? Anymore, but it's just a weird, it's the limbo part, dude. It's just this weird limbo part of life where everybody's just trying to find out who they are. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have time to hit people up to, you know what I mean? Hey, let's go hang out. Let's go. Cause you're working. I'm working on myself, dude. Even even when I'm just chilling by myself, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking about the next thing, thinking about the plotting and stuff. So I just I don't even really know where I was going with that. But I just I just know that um I don't want to be misconstrued as somebody I'm not. Yeah. I'm just I'm just another kid trying to make it, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Feed his mama. Yeah. And it's hard too. I mean, when you're trying to do something especially like that, like something big, right? And mm-hmm. you're working and you're putting a lot of time into it. Some people just reject that just because they feel like they're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So if they're not doing anything, why should you be doing something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's hard, but that's, sometimes that shit just I've, happens. I felt that too. Like, I mean, as a human being, I felt that before. Yeah. Like Sometimes you get a little jealous. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and, and honestly, like to be honest, like to be 400, I at first, when City Hippie was first starting to pump out their stuff and they're like getting a little popular out here, I was hating on them because like, I just, I mean, they're not really my style anyways, mm. but like I was, I just realized I was hating on them because they were doing something that I wanted to be doing yep. and I wasn't doing it. So that's when I turned to myself and it took my uncle cause he works with, he does like a lot of skits with city hippie and stuff. And, um, we, we've talked to him. They're, 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 they're actually great people, but, um, they, um, he, he was like, bro, like are you sure that you don't like them or are you really just hating? And I'm, I kind of thought about it. I was like, you know what? It's not that I don't like them. It is just, just some, they're just doing what I want to do. They're where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but like, I want to be bigger than that. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to be where they are and then surpass. But, uh, I just, I just don't think that being on that hater vibe is the best way to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely feel like, and this was only a couple months ago. So I feel like, it definitely uh, opened my eyes a lot and be like, man, okay, well, let's just not be a hater and let's just do it. Yeah. And that's just focus on my own. Yeah, stuff. man. So um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing, dude. Just mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? Seeing your steps and taking it instead of just hating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, it's a lot easier to just hate it. Yeah. Yeah. And actually put it in the work, you know? Yeah. A lot easier. A lot mm-hmm. easier. Like, I remember I, I I did make a I made a Facebook post a while ago and this is like the only Facebook post like I feel like I really ever like mean and I feel and is I hate social media because it gave and and when I say nerds like I guess I don't mean smart people like what we say use as nerds is like a nerd is just somebody who just in my mind is just somebody who just blatantly speaks 
out their ass mm. and just talks and just talks about something that they have no understanding of or no valid opinion. You know what I mean? They just go to start shit. Mm. And I guess that's total not the definition of a nerd, but it's just kind of what my dad and everybody calls nerds. It's like our whole family thing. But anyways, I don't like that social media gave those type of nerds a voice. My bad. <laughs> oh yeah, no, oh, you're good. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I just don't like the fact that people can go on there and spew like another like back to like the spewing like some random racist opinion. Like, go on, some, hop on somebody's comments and just go hard on them. Like, why? Why did? Why did those people? Because you know they would never say that in public, Mm-mm. ever. Like these people that are behind these screens, they would never say that in public. Yeah, because they know damn well they would not survive. Somebody would. Check them hardcore. Yeah. And I just, that's, I don't like that about social media. You don't have, it's like a safety net that's just, ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. But when, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. You were say no, something. no, continue. I was going to say, yeah, just, it's just, I just feel like, um, I feel like we should have checks and balances in life. And without checks and balances, you're going to have, you're going to have chaos. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what's going on right now. It's chaos. Yeah. I mean, without, without that, that person is be like, hey, buddy, like, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, it's not cool. Yeah, Haley and I were talking about that on the last, the last podcast was that everybody's got a voice now. Yeah. And a lot of people just want to, you know, say nasty, foul things to people mm-hmm. just because. Just, just because they've got five minutes before they go to work mm-hmm. or they had a bad day and they want to take it out on somebody. Mm-hmm. Now you can reach anybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can say something, those comments, dude, if you read a post, you can just tell from the post that the comments are going to be wild. Dude, if you, if you look at any picture, if you look at any post with the post, what has a picture of Colin Kaepernick. Oh, it gets oh, heated. You're guaranteed to have 30, 40,000 people just talking trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just bad mouthing him. And it's like, I just don't, I just don't, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like people ignore the blatant message. People that ignore the blatant message and they see it for what they want to see it as. And, and, and that goes for a general aspect and they don't, they don't see what you want them to see. They see what they want to see. So, and, and, and it's just, it's just, I don't understand. You know what I mean? I don't understand why, how people got, how and why and how people got raised in this sense of, I don't know if it's entitlement or what it is, but like, like, I don't like the shut up and play football thing. I don't like that. Yeah. That's an interesting concept, right? Yeah. Like, like what does that stem from? Like, but we can't have nuanced people. See, I'm so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not allowed an opinion. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I, I felt like what they're trying to tell these athletes. Uh, I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? You watch football and basketball to get away from politics, but. These guys have a platform. Mm-hmm. These guys have a major platform that they could do major things with it. I mean, look what LeBron did, dude. He built like 200 schools or something like that. Like the man is amazing. Mm-hmm. So like if you could do something with your platform like that, awesome. Just awesome. And I feel like people want to silence that. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't, I don't understand why you'd want somebody with that kind of influence to not use it. Like, why? Why would you not use it for a positive things? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just well, it goes the opposite way too, right? Because sometimes you have prominent people in society who are famous or 
have a platform and they're saying stuff and it's like, dude, you are not, you're not well versed in this and you're just saying stuff that like, everyone's got, everyone's got the power to put their opinion out there. Yeah. I know what you mean though. You're right. You're right. When it comes to there, there is definitely times where there's people are talking about things that they, a little over their head and, 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 and I definitely, I know personally, I do that all the time. I talk about, I do that. I do that on this all the time. Yeah. I do. I've done it a couple of times. I'll talk about something that like, you know, you know, you know about it, but you don't know enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, it's not that you shouldn't speak. It's that maybe you get a little more more informed. Yeah, more facts you know? under my belt. So yeah, I just I I just feel like people got to pick and choose the right times and pick and choose when to use you know use that platform. But I don't think they should be silenced. I, yeah, I don't think I, we should silence anybody. Yeah, no, and um, that's how you get these radical ideas mm-hmm. is people that are silenced, and then they find a group where they can say their voice, and it's a bubble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I remember in psychology, dude, we learned about we had a, we had a chapter when we learned about uh, Heaven's Gate and all those crazy ass people. Who, what is Heaven's Gate? Um, it's when all the people believe that they're gonna um, the alien spaceship is gonna come and pick them up as soon as they killed themselves and. So they, this guy got a lot of uh, hundreds of people together to mass suicide, and they believed that the only way to transition to the UFO planet was through their soul. Their spirit can go up, but their body has to stay in. So this guy convinced hundreds of people to move away from their family and join this cult, and they all committed mass suicide. It's uh, pretty crazy. It's kind of like the um, – it's very similar to the uh, – the um, God, what's his name? Um, he, he's the same thing, but they all went into an island. Um, kind of. I can't think of it right now, but it'll come to me. They uh, pretty much just thought this guy was the Messiah, and they all followed him to the um. They all followed him to this island and drank this uh, this this uh, Kool Aid or fruit punch or something that had like some kind of rat poison in it and all killed them. Everybody. Mm-hmm. They shut the senator had came down. The senator came down to, um from the senator. I don't know which senator it was, but he had came. It was uh, Jim Jones. Is his name? Oh, is that um. Was that Eden Parish? Was that Jim Jones's? Or was is that another one I'm thinking of? Eden uh, Parish was, I think it was in South America. And they all took the point and it turned out he was like dosing everybody. And Oh, I think that's a different one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Same concept though. But except Jim Jones was really up front. He was like... Jim Jones was Jonestown. Yes. Yeah, Jonestown. okay. I, that's okay, what, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Different that, one. Yeah, there we go. Jonestown. This is, yeah, that's... that's uh, Heaven's Gate is a little bit different. Um, the same situation. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, Jonestown is... That's yeah, the one I was talking about just now. It's crazy, dude. I mean, the cults are just crazy in general, dude. I mean, how do you get people to leave their family? Like he, this guy had people leaving their family, sons, mothers, fathers, brothers, just leaving, mm-hmm. and then just this. What this guy says is is word. Is he's God? He's. They look at this guy like he is God, and that's like how do you how do you have somebody? How is your mental ability? that strong that you're able to influence people like your charisma must be through the roof mm-hmm. like have you, have you ever played fallout before uh no i never really got into the fallout oh, well, well have you ever played if you ever played a game where you could like choose your attributes yeah. his his charisma attribute is, is like maxed out dog. Yeah. like i don't know how you are able to influence people like that <clears throat> like i've i've you know i could influence a crowd to bob their head but i've i've i mean to move crazy. across countries yeah and then just and give up their citizenship to their 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 country give up their family never talk to them again and then commit mass suicide like it's your life dog i don't know that's crazy i think in a lot of it's 
crazy how prevalent colds are. It's kind of weird that there's not more today. You'd think mm-hmm. that there'd be a lot more with social media, right? Because you could we you could reach way more people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there is though. I mean, there is a lot more. I mean, I, I don't. I, we probably just aren't on those websites. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Um. But um. And I think that the word cult gets tossed around a little bit. Um. Because we do. Because they do have what is it? Uh. Would be a cult following. Would be you know like oh um, the term yeah it's kind of like it's kind of gets tossed around a lot there too because there's cults are not necessarily a bad thing you know there's they have they have the crazy cults but then um I mean a church is kind of like a, a cult I tried to sense. make that same argument I, it was a, a podcast with Sarah Flores my sister yeah and I tried to make the same argument she wasn't having it I'll yeah. entertain that because I agree a cult could be considered. Or a cult. Uh, church, you know, yeah. could be considered like Joel Olstein and his millions. That guy's yeah. that guy's got stacks of money. That guy is sitting on a huge pile of cash. Now, which guy is that again? I'm, I think I know who you're talking Joel about. Joel Olstein, he's got a huge church. He's he like the celebrity uh yeah. preach preacher. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. That could be considered a cult. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I mean the people that ride for Trump could be considered a cult. You could a cult even even our following for uh black market vikings could be a cult we, yeah we have like yeah. we have like 50,000 people who who they they love our stuff like mm-hmm. they they're die hard for it they they ride with it they they we tell them to watch something they watch it so like and and then in a smaller simpler form that's a cult mm-hmm. it's a cult following so yeah without the religious yeah, aspect of yeah it. it doesn't necessarily have to be religious it's just they just all believe in something and they believe that they all believe our videos are funny so mm-hmm. like it's and they all gather together and it's kind of what it is. It's yeah. um, so yeah, that's just what I take from that. But um, it's there's definitely some. I mean, it really. I'm I'm only thinking about colds right now because I watched Paranormal Activity the other day. But <laughs> good movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, oh my gosh, still scary. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, yeah, it's um, it's scary, man. It's it's just scary what the human mind has abilities to do. You know what I mean? Like people are. People can control the world. That's what separates us from, you know, the monkeys and the, the horses and the dogs is that ability to use our brain to get what we want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's insane how strong some people are with their brain. And there's a lot of power when you get a big enough group. Oh, my gosh. Power in numbers, dude. Mm-hmm. Power in numbers. That's, I mean, that's a lot of the reason why, I mean, we haven't had any, like, crazy rioting going on here. Just don't, I mean, look at the numbers. Well, didn't we have, I mean, not to the extent that, like, LA or New York City's had, but we had some rioting or protesting. I don't think it was that peaceful. I don't really know. I just, it was like over the weekend, right? I got caught up. I wasn't I wasn't in it, but I got caught up in trials I was driving mm-hmm. and the guy in front of me, like there's like one guy in the stop sign in front of me and like the whole crowd of protesters walks up the street. And like I was at first I was like, oh that's cool. That's pretty cool. But then they start beating on this guy's hood in front See, of us. Why? Like what, what does that do? What are you gonna do? Like what is that gonna and and like she starts like beating on his hood, not letting him go. Like you're asking for somebody to, you know what I mean? Do something like you're, you're just not being just, an asshole. Yeah, you're not just gonna come beat on my hood. I don't care what you're protesting about. Yeah, you're not coming to beat. And on he my might head. be on their side, so it's like, yeah. why are you attacking? Yeah, it was why are you a, beating it, on his truck. Yeah, it was an Asian dude, and it was like he was like he flipped there, he like flipped through it in reverse and flipped around real fast, and I had to too because he was like right in front of me. But yeah, they're like beating on his hood, and then. He like tries to go and drive. We we I follow him to like a different path to take because I followed him. I was trying to get through too, and they're trying to block him off again. A whole nother section of him. It's like, dude, like, don't be beating on this man's hood. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, 
You don't know how hard you worked to get you that know, car. Dude, yeah. Like, lucky it wasn't my car you were beating on. I probably would have yeah. got out and had a pro like, like. But then when you get out, then they all, it's like they yeah. feed off that energy and then, yeah. they, then they've got you, man. I think, yeah, it's, yeah, it probably would have been a bad move. <laughs> I'm glad That's I, what happened uh, to some couple somewhere, I think maybe in Philly or something, is they got surrounded by protesters and they were trying to like drive through them. Yeah. And I think the guy got out or something like that and they got jumped by all these protesters. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. They're just living in dark times right now. Crazy. We're living in dark times, and I just feel like, like <laughs> that goes back to the name of your podcast, dude. This is just something that's America's growing pains, yep. dude. Like, I mean, we're just still trying to figure out. We're think, young. But, like, the country. I was going to say the same thing, dude. The country is not that old. It's three hundred years, something three twenty, three thirty. You compare us to China? Oh yeah, dude. We're like. We're a baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like... Not justifying anything, but we're young. Yeah, man. yeah. I mean, in a hundred years, hopefully we're not even talking about this anymore. You know what I mean? Hopefully yeah. we're not... Hopefully racism isn't an issue. And I think it won't be just because every generation dilutes it a little bit. Yeah. Like our generation does really good at standing up. Like we, when we believe something, we fight for it. And I feel like that's one good thing that's good about our generation. You know, they, we just... We don't take crap. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of lazy people in our generation. I mean, like, there's a lot of lazy oh, people. Oh, yeah. A lot of entitled entitled people. But one, this one great thing about our generation is we're not afraid to stand up and say what we believe. And I think that's just going to be better. Like, as, as time goes on, that's just going to, like, I don't think it's going to get any worse. I mean, I don't think it's going to get any, like. Take steps backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to get any 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 i don't think we're not going to move anywhere you know i think we're only way to move is up and with the way that general every generation is is just we're just getting more and more open-minded mm-hmm. you know so i mean i mean look look how far we've just came and i mean with like like gay marriage and stuff look how far we've came yeah. with all that dude i mean like it's crazy to think that not that long ago it was illegal yeah i mean and people like a lot of couples couldn't even go out in public and except you know get called names and i mean i'm sure it still happens but like I'm sure it's it arguably better yeah it's a lot better i'm sure i'm i i just you know and and even like i've been in like rooms where like somebody will make a joke that's like a little bit you know messed up and people will be like well like that's 2020 bro it's 2019 like come on bro mm-hmm. you know what i mean like <laughs> well that's give and take right you got to yeah. know your audience because yeah. me and my friends dude we crack hard jokes oh, yeah. and we crack hard jokes on each other but it's it's not meant in malice yeah and everybody knows that yeah you're just having fun but you would never say that you'd never post that online yeah no, you're gonna definitely. get tore a new one. Oh, definitely and you know i mean I, me and my friends go hard on each other we definitely say some things that could be easily taken out of context oh yeah easily so i mean it's it's just but like when i'm talking to like my grand my grandpa's like my best friend he's mm-hmm. like pretty much my best friend and um whenever like my grandpa, he just grew up in an age where that wasn't okay. So like with the whole gay thing, he's just like, he, you know, he'll, he'll go off and say something like, Oh, I'm grab, I'm glad, I'm glad my son didn't turn out to be, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. F A G and, uh, can't even say that word anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know what I mean? So I just, I don't, you know I mean? Like, I mean, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy that I'm able to have this relationship with my grandpa. But it's like, 
you know, what if I, you know, what if I was, what if I was, then Mm -hmm. I couldn't have this relationship with you. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's just like, I always think that's my creativity coming in. Cause it's like, that's like another example of that. It's like my mind goes in races. Like, you know, it makes me, then it almost makes me feel like, oh, well maybe he doesn't, maybe my gramps doesn't really like me for who I am. Maybe he just, you know what I mean? So it's Mm -hmm. just like, and like, I I get into a lot of uh, heated discussions with him just because he's, older you know what mm-hmm. i mean he comes from a different generation i try to explain to him like it's more about the love you're thinking about the the sexual acts like yeah that that's the part that you don't like like i'm talking about like you know people like people should be able to have love you know what i mean like i i'm not gonna tell a guy what he can't do tell a woman what she can't do Yeah, how does it affect you yeah exactly right? you know what i mean what they do in a closed room you may not like the thought of what they're doing but don't think about it don't think about it yeah. like like i when i see people walking down the street holding hands man or man or woman or woman or transsexual whatever uh, you know what i mean you see I, I see love i don't see you know what i mean yeah you know what i mean i see love and and that's i think i think our generation is really strong with that yeah i think we're very open-minded and i feel like it's just gonna get better honestly yeah that's a good point yeah and I, once all these old people that are making rules all these 70 80 year old people get out of the offices and senate and whatnot and we get the younger generation pushed in there that's when you've got the power yeah that's when we're gonna have some power man and even our parents um my well my parents are really young my mom had me at 16 my mom my dad or grandpa had her at 16 oh wow so they're really young my grandpa's actually just turning 60 this year um i feel like my parents generation is really they were really big on that too but they were they were really big on the racial issue. I feel like they were the first to address it, like to grow up with it and be mm-hmm. like, "Hey, like we're integrating." Because like, I mean, I come from a, my mom's white, my dad's black, and it's like I, that's you know that's a big it was a big interracial mixing period. And I feel like that period for them is the same thing we kind of went through with like the you know the homophobic stuff. Is we kind of went through this period where okay, this is more acceptable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is okay so i feel like everybody every generation is going to have their own thing that they deal with that they they you know they either say this is okay or no we're a ball you know yeah that we're gonna abolish this or you know i mean so it's like every generation has that step that yeah hurdle defining factor almost yeah for few for humanity and and as a whole yeah it's because we're imperfect yeah i mean Totally. We're not going to come up with a perfect set of laws. We're going to have to change them mm-hmm. occasionally, you know. We're going to have to add new ones. We're going to have to readdress how we think as a society, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not going to be perfect. Hell yeah. But as long as we're making progress and trying to do better. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just I just think we have a lot of work to do, man. We yeah. came a long way. We have a lot of work to do. I, I, have, I have full faith that everything going on in life and world as a whole i i feel like we'll be better mm-hmm. better for it and so that's my perspective adversity man yeah adversity like adversity. makes you better if you can get through it hell yeah man like just, I, i'm sure like you know someday you're gonna have millions of people listen to this and someday you know what I, mean? I hope so man that would be cool <laughs> yeah someday or at least a few people that get something out of it I yeah it's my biggest goal i feel like i'm i'd be fine honestly um if nobody listened to it, because I feel like I get something out of it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, that's really what, why I wanted to do this is I felt like I was living in a bubble. I felt like I needed to start talking to people mm-hmm. and like talking to people like you and people like Haley, you guys make me want to get off my ass. And even my sister and my dad, you know, the other people I've talked to, mm-hmm. you guys make me want to 
get up and do something, you know, like, oh man, like I should be like, you yeah, guys get me thinking like, man, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah. yeah it's awesome having you guys on. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I, it's, I'm happy. Like I was happy. I was, I was so mad the other day when I missed, I, like, I was like, I was kicking myself, dude. Cause like I, I come in, I, I didn't think about anything I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I was going to come here and just Talk. say what I wanted to say and say, it. you know what I mean? And, and, um, this is going to be something that I look back in like 20 or 30 years or not 20, 30 years. I meant to say 20 or 30 months and, and look back and be like, man, cause this is the first like open interview I've kind of had with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's, so I'm going to look back and be like, you know what I mean? Like that's where I was then. And what these, these are the thoughts I had and I was articulating it before I even made the money just to show you that this is Always how I been. really am. This yeah. is how I really feel. This is how I really am. And so, this will be great. So uh, make sure you save this. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm excited because, man, when you blow up, I'm excited to be like, Hell yeah. I got the first interview with this guy, oh, man. Oh, dude. We'll, we'll I have... talked to him before he was getting millions of downloads and living in a mansion. Oh, dude, we're going to have exclusive interviews. Oh, cool. We'll do a, we'll do a crib style one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. Bring back MTV, baby. Hell yeah, dude. That'll Speaking be cool, of huh? MTV, dude, I've been watching Celebrity Deathmatch. Remember that show? Yeah. I've been watching that on, uh, on the oh, internet. Oh, man. You know what I got into a little bit was uh, Fear Factor with Joe Rogan, dude. I threw back with that. Oh man, dude, the one where they were eating the um, the crab spiders in the Vegas and the Vegas. Oh my god, dude, they were crazy. Those things look mean, bro. Yeah, like those things look like they would take your. It's crazy some of the stuff they got away with, and people just went along with it. Dude, Peta was probably down their throat. Oh yeah, I mean they were just eating those spiders like. Yeah, I'm some ter- of those episodes. I'm arachnophobic, so it's just okay. Thing. Yeah, I'm very arachnophobic. Um, I mean, I'm I don't know if arachnophobic is the word because I'm not like I, I could see a spider here, even though it was a big ass one. Like I'd probably take a step back, but like I'm so intrigued by them. Mm-hmm. Like they're crazy. I'm yeah. Like I almost feel like I could be arachnologist or whatever. What is it? Arachno arachnologist. I don't know. Something whatever yeah, the ologist is. I know, I know is. what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, whatever the ologist is. <laughs> um. But um, because I'm so fascinated by him, mm-hmm. but I will not let them touch me. Oh no, no! If a spider, dude, I'll freak yeah. out. If a baby spider's on me, like I, I like a tarantula, dude. Those oh things, it's God. like no, I'm cool with the videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy, but I'm cool with everything else. Like I could pick up bugs. I, I used to have a black emperor scorpion. Oh really? Yeah, I used to pick it up on everything and put it on my hands, and oh, yeah, man. it never stung me. Um. Stung my brother a couple times, but <laughs> are they, po- are they no, poisonous? No, oh, okay. They're, they're actually the largest scorpion in the world, though. Oh, really? Yeah. They How can, big do they get? They can get up to about eight inches, nine inches long. So the one, no, thanks. The one, I'm good. The one that I had was about like the stretch of my hand. Oh man. Yeah, but they could get up to like they could get up to like this long. Holy crap! Yeah, and they're um they're they're really cool. You put a you put a neon light on them, they glow green. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. They're, they're, they're uh. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's it's super How crazy. Some species just evolve with crazy things like that yeah you know what's crazy though is my um my brother uh and his delusion because you know he, he he passed away from he, he pretty much drunk himself to death but he had he was depressed because he, he had cancer mm. he beat it but the uh the chemo fucked him up yeah uh chemo was the main thing but um he in his delusion he figured that uh letting the scorpion outside in the backyard was the best way to let it be free not to mention that, like, first of all, this isn't even his climate. He lives in the desert. Oh, man. Like, he probably made it, like... Oh, up here, he let him out. He let him in my backyard. Ooh. 
Like, dog, we have snakes in the backyard. Does he need a jack? Oh, or he, a bird's, bird's gonna come down. for sure going to come and clamp him up. Like, he just, he's like, oh, let him be free. Dog. <laughs> he's not going to survive. Oh, so, yeah, it's just, that was the end of my never got another one. But they, <laughs> it's just, um, it's just, uh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just funny. That, I don't even know where I was going. With crazy that, times. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Crazy times. Hell yeah. We were in some crazy times. But I'm, ex- I'm hopeful about the, peach- the future when I talk to people like you, man. Hell that are yeah. grinding, that are keeping their head down, that are putting in work. Appreciate and- you. Likewise, man. Yeah, I really, I honestly, not blowing smoke up your ass or anything, I really like your music. Appreciate I think, it, bro. I think you're going to do something, man. I'm excited to see where you go with that. Hell yeah, I appreciate it, bro. And like I said, I mean, I feel the same way with you and your podcast, man. Like, you know what I mean? You got some, you got some, every time I've kind of been like, leaning towards like my stoner and forgetting what i'm saying you kind of get me back on track you say something that like gets me back on track so like definitely i i've been interviewed before but i haven't mm. been like live interviewed so but you're pretty you got you got some good questions we're working on it <laughs> yeah away. we'll see what happens yeah definitely man um i'm excited to see what you could do with this bro like, thanks man yeah get some you know and i have some really interesting people that like how long are you gonna be out here for uh f- till the end of summer for sure so late august and then if they open the school back up then i'll be going out i have some really great i have some i could get I, if you really want to dude i can get some people on here for you that's uh yes yeah, in my way i can um yeah i mean i could i could probably get um i mean i would love i'll after we're all done with this i'll share the instagram link with you so we can check that out yeah but i i know my uh my dad or my uncle would love to come down here and do yeah that. definitely they um they have so much to talk about and they talk about do they have a whole other whole other side of the industry that they know of that they grew up in because we're black market vikings mm-hmm. so in a nutshell we're saying that we matter at the black market like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and you know what the black market is right of course yeah. for, like for talk, people who don't know do you want to yeah, explain it to them yeah so uh black market is pretty much um it's pretty much the underground weed game um out here you know, the white market would be your dispensaries and um, your legal grows and your legal farms. But um, there's a lot, a lot of people. And before all this legalization happened, not 75% of our economy here in Humboldt County is stimulated through black market sales and black market revenue from people coming out of town and spending money on weed here. We stand for, we stand for that. I mean, we stand for people being able to sell, grow and locally sell their weed and without having to be track and traced every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what makes a difference between it being legal? Uncle Sam's watching you every two seconds. You know what I mean? And getting their tax right off or getting their taxes from it. Is that what makes it legal? But I, I just, I don't know. I just don't think that, I don't think, I think that white market has hurt a lot of people. And I've seen a lot of very, very good people who do a lot of stuff for their community get very hurt by um, all the legality and stuff mm-hmm. from from their loss of sales and loss of revenue. I mean, I've seen people lose their farms and stuff and it's sad. Cause you know what I mean? Yeah. People think that people who sell or smoke either. I've no, like I know people who think that you sell weed. They think you're automatically some shitty ass drug dealer. And you know what I mean? It's, yeah, there's still it's not a lot like, of stigma. Yeah. And it's, it's not like that at all, dude. It's not like that at all. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I believe that the, I believe that the black market should not be abolished because without that, there is, I feel like it's a check and balance kind mm. of thing. You know what I mean? Because without that, the white market could go and tear. They could do whatever they want. They could set the prices for whatever they want. But with that, with the, with the black market, they're kind of forced to stay in a 
competitive you know rate. you know competitive rate so it's just i don't know i i believe that uh there's a lot of people affected by that and uh the black market is uh it's valuable mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's a lot of people who didn't have any other way of making means for their family have brought food on the plate have bought houses like my dad's never had a job in his life my dad's never had a job my dad he's he's raised he helped raise me uh, I had a lot of I had a lot of help. I was the first one, so I had a lot of help. I mm-hmm. mean, everybody was really young when I was a kid, so I was like, I had a lot of help with uh, like my godmother. There was a lot of people who was involved more than my other siblings, but uh, my dad, he's always had a roof under the house or a roof under uh, over our heads. He, a roof under the house. <laughs> he's always had a roof over our heads. He's always put food on the table. I've I've never seen him. I mean, every time we go out to eat, he was never said, you know what I mean? No, we can't get this. No, you're getting this. He was never like, he was always so cool, you know, mm-hmm. everything was always about making us happy, you know what I mean? And that yeah. was awesome. And that's, I'll never not, not cherish that. But like, you know, there's, there's certain, there, there comes things that go with that. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. You know, there's uncertainty. There's people that get jealous. You know what I mean? You never, with the black market, that's another thing. You know what I mean? You never know. Somebody could know that you have 20, 30 pounds in your house and come kick in your door. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And come rob you. So there's there's not that uncertain you know there's always that uncertainty with the black market but i guess i just i've seen people turn their whole lives around you know what i mean and stop using meth i've seen people that used to do hella meth and stuff and get involved in into a farm and they quit that stuff can definitely be a tool yeah so i mean it's 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 just all about how you make of it you know what i mean and um i just think that it's really valuable for check and balance and uh i feel like the black market should never be abolished completely because it's it's there i mean uncle sam doesn't have to get his fingers and everything mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's just my personal though you know yeah but um see what happens right. <laughs> it's been a lot it's been a lot a lot has happened in the last couple of years yeah since legalization changing times man yeah definitely all right well brother we just did two and a half hours man holy shit really yeah, yeah. we were scooting oh man I, I was wondering how long we were yeah you want to plug uh your social yeah, yeah. Tell people where to find you. Yeah, um, you can find me on uh, Instagram on Young Jonah Official. It's Y U N G J O N A H O F F I C I A L. That's Instagram on on uh, um, SoundCloud. It's just Y U N G J O N A H Young Jonah, and I'm should be the first one that pops up. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Hell man. Yeah, I had a great time, you, dude. I had a great time too, man. And uh. Hope this everything works out, bro. Yeah, like, you uh, too, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Thanks you for having me on. I yeah. didn't realize it was two and a half hours. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks. Hell yeah. Have a great one.